See, there we go. Now I'm good. You're good? I'm cleared. I'm We're good. good. Clear. We're clear. Clear. Doctor. It feels good to be back. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Also, we got a gift. Where, where did you go? Well, we had vacation. Oh. And then we, uh, yeah, that's really it. It's vacation. I don't know. This is Austria's flag? You know, I've we seen pres- many Austrian flags, and I think that's we it. We presume. Christoph, did you send this to us? We are very grateful. And I thought it went well on my Kenyan's Choice Award that was sent to us. Right. Lovingly by Nicole. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, basically, we got a gift in the mail. Uh, I think it's an Austrian flag. We don't know. This, this is for the listeners at home that I'm explaining. Yes. So people, if you're listening audio, right. you know what we're talking about. It's a mini flag. And <laughs> our uh, little award that we usually have sitting out on the table is holding the flag. And it is. It's, it, he looks like he's protecting somebody. Perfect. So here we are. You're back. I'm back. Everybody's we're, back. We're in town. We are. Um, Unfortunately, I, uh, why? do you want to let the audience know what's happening? Unfortunately. Well, we're going off the air. No, we're not. Oh. I mean, when this is over, we'll take a break and we'll come back next week. Right, right, right. right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just goofing around. No, but I went to LA for two days, less than 72 hours. It was a turnaround trip. I went to the airport. Um, on the map, it looks like it's a very easy airport to get to, the Austin Bergstrom Austin dash Bergstrom airport. Yeah. However, some people, some people still know how to make an airport work. Honestly, the people who designed the freeway leading up to the airport may have been drinking. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I'm sure just like LAX, even though uh, for, okay, let's start there. LAX is a piece of trash. That airport is such garbage and there's so much construction there right now. Mid-century modern. Oh my God. So Cheryl, my friend Cheryl picked me up because we're filming some fun projects together. And anyway, she picks me up from the airport and we follow signs, honey. Seriously, signs that say airport exit, we turn left. Airport exit, we turn left again. Airport exit, we go to the right. Guess what? It turned us in a whole fucking circle. And she's like, wait, Katie, we're back at your gate, terminal two. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so then she's like, let's just follow these cars because people were taking the exit and then they went straight where it told us to go left. Okay. Poof, we left the, the airport. But you can't tell where you are, even though I lived in LA for like 18 years. Cheryl's lived there for 15 years or whatever, or maybe even longer. Everything's all like, you know, it's construction, so it doesn't look the same. So you don't really know where you are. I, I wonder <laughs> if there's a skill testing question that they ask the person who takes the job of urban planning or whatever mm-hmm. for these designs. Yeah. At the very least. Oh my goodness. And then, okay, so mm-hmm. I was going to the Austin airport to pick you up. Yes. So I dropped you off and getting there, I was a little stressed. I, I know, and you were very lovely about it. You, <laughs> Sean made a bunch of wrong turns. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> and I was trying to like reply to emails. So I wasn't fully helpful, like as a good co-pilot, but Sean poor, gets agitated really easily. A poor carpenter blames his tools. And I was the carpenter that day blaming my tools because Waze wasn't working for me. You know, Waze was wrong. and But everything was wrong uh, driving to the airport. And then... It was actually fine. You just didn't pay attention because it forced you to turn and it said turn only. Right. And then you were like, I need to be in this other lane. And then you're like, fuck, as we turn left. <laughs> Well, anyways, but on the way back, I was perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. So I flew home, but I also took the toll road, which was just one straight shoot. That makes sense. There's a lot of toll roads in Austin, if you guys did not know. When I returned to Mm -hmm. pick you up. Now it was 1230 at night. My flight was delayed, so I didn't arrive till like almost one in the morning. Right. 
now driving there, when I picked you up, I was so excited to see you, you know, mm-hmm. but then, Aww. then I wanted to tell you how my adventure how went. Show was. Oh my gosh. They had pylons everywhere on the freeway. At one point, people are doing like 20 miles an hour in a 70 mile an hour zone because no one knew where to go. The pylons were like twisty little turns of passages left and right on the freeway. And there, there must have been 40 police officers out with their lights flashing in the dark. Well, there's no reflective there's surfaces. There's no huge lights. So in California, when they do construction at night, they have these, I don't know, what do you think, 30 foot high? Yeah. I don't giant know if I'm exaggerating, lights. but giant lights, almost like you're at a baseball or football field or something like shining To illuminate the freeway so everyone can see the construction zone. So there's yeah. no... And the guys that are doing the work can see what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. Also important. Um, Apparently the workers for the Texas Department of Transportation Mm -hmm. wear camouflage uh, during the day. They were all black. It was so crazy. I thought I almost hit a guy. You know, I came very close. I was going very slow. So scared Sean a lot. I was very worried. And so when I was describing it to you, you kind of looked at me like, oh, I know the drill. I saw you drive to the airport. I didn't say that at all. I could see it in your eyes, babe. You're making a lot of assumptions. So as we were driving back, mm-hmm. I'm trying to explain to you how awful it was. And then you well, got then to see it. Well, then we saw it because there was all, there were a shitload of, I don't call them pylons. I don't know if that's what they are, but those, I, I call them like orange drums. That's what yeah. they look like. Those, but I, they could be pylons. But pylons, they were think, everywhere. Are like cement things. Anyway, the everywhere blocking off one or two lanes, I forget, for, for like two miles, let's say. And I'm like, where's the construction? Because you legitimately can, can't can see anything happening. Do you know where they like move you out of a lane? You're like, what's wrong with the lane? And there was nothing wrong with it. Just a shit ton of police cars, like boop, 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 with their lights on, no one in them. And then we get up on the area where they're doing said quote unquote construction and they're just replacing a street sign. It was so strange. And it looked like a bank robbery was going on. All you really needed was like maybe a quarter mile out, have them push out from that lane with the cones or those drum things the light on that area with the truck and the guy in the basket going up to change it. It was like way too much for what was happening. Mm. I was like, this is a waste. That's it. I'm running for mayor. I'm going to fix this problem myself. You and Matthew McConaughey. Is that right? Is Matthew McConaughey running? Well, I'll let him be my running mate. Maybe governor. It'll be me. Hello, governor. I'll be the brains Mm. and he can be the, the, you know, the, take a shirt off the fishing lure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Say things like, what is it that he all says? Right, all, all right, right, all right, all right, all right. You better be careful without coffee in your hand. I almost saw you knock it over. This was a find. It's a local uh, Austin beverage called Zuzi, spiked cold beverage. What I thought was cute about it, because I probably wouldn't have purchased, I'm not much of a coffee spiked type. Of, it's like a vodka Red Bull for adults or something. Anyway, it was because the guy was there who created it with his wife. And I appreciate hustle. Yeah, we were at a total wine and more. Yeah, it's a new thing. We had it in LA, but it was so far from Santa Monica. I want to say it was like a couple all of the lights were valley. burned out. It actually says totally a wino <laughs> and more. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we we went in, mm-hmm. and in Texas, much like Costco in California, there's all these free samples. Oh yeah, and every aisle that we were walking down, it I was, was like, another, I'm going to get wasted here. I know we had, <laughs> we we got in, and got out real quick because everywhere they were plying with booze, mm-hmm. which was strange, but. Also, Acceptable. I'm not like a, a person who sips liquor right. or takes shots. Right. Like the wine, when you're tasting the wine, I was like, I could do this. That was lovely. I feel like I'm in Napa. And they tell you a little bit about their product. Mm-hmm. and But every aisle had yeah. a uh, a distiller or mm-hmm. distillery representative. We have Is a there a fly? Book. He's on the podcast. He's a famous fly. He's a famous fly. Marty McFly. <laughs> 
I am your density. Um, no, so at the head of every aisle, there's somebody, and lo and behold, it wasn't a well-placed aisle. It was a smaller... This is too much detail. Just get to the point. Right. So <laughs> there was a man. He was like, would you like some uh, to, to taste a beverage? And we said, yeah, sure. Because it was the first one that we encountered. Yeah, it was the first one we'd encountered. And it was also like 11 a.m. Yeah. Like we just had breakfast at some place. And I, I was like, I don't then. really want any alcohol right now. He goes, it's, it's coffee. It's coffee alcohol. Like, and we were like, mm, okay. Oh, oh, my arm is being twisted. twisted. He twisted it. And I don't even remember what it tastes like. I just remember thinking like, it's good, but... Again, I just wouldn't buy spiked coffee. It tastes like a, a Starbucks in a espresso can with, or like Kahlua. It is kind of like Kahlua. Anyways, so, I said, oh, it's it's very good. And it then is, I was it is tasty. planning on moving on past the salesperson. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I asked him, uh, where are you from? You know, where's the company from? He goes, well, my wife and I. And right there, I was like, I got to yeah, buy Sean's it. Yeah, like, we got to get this. You know, because here's a guy, he's slinging his own product mm-hmm. against all these big yeah, these big corporations. I was like, well, we'll, we'll take a four pack. And he said, great, that's $63.99. <laughs> no, it was like $10 <laughs> or something. $12. No, it was a great deal. And so it's Zuzi spiked cold beverage right here in Austin. It's made, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think, honestly, I would probably pour it out of that and put it in ice. Not that it doesn't stay cold in the fridge, but I think it would like maybe dilute it a little, make it nicer for me. I, I think you could dilute it and dilute it or dilute it? Dilute it. Dilute it. Dilute it? I don't know. You could uh, toot it and boot it. Uh, the Zuzi. <laughs> um, no, you could you could pour more coffee in there, some more iced coffee. Yeah, to kind of... Cut it. Because it's a little sweet for me, I think is what it is. Yes. It's like, it tastes like, I'm, I don't know, drinking like coffee creamer. By the way, this isn't a sponsorship deal. This well, clearly is... not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Moving on. Yes. Uh, so you're back in town. You were in I'm Los in Angeles. Mm-hmm. Because you talk a lot, just... How Not dare you condense this story, but can you compare Los Angeles the, to Austin? What, what, what's the difference? It's a pot calling a kettle black. Um, Cause I forget already what it looked like. No, it's, it's so funny hot. because my manager Linnea and her husband came in to visit and we had dinner with them and went to Barton Springs, which I still have like a ridiculous, horrible tan line because of my burn that I got on my back. It's, it's glorious. Um, my mom's going to be like, are you not taking care of yourself? Cause my mom comes in tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> mothers we love them but they were or mine worries a lot anyway um when evan came in elena's husband he was like you know whenever we fly into austin i realize how dry and dirty la is (laughs) and he is correct but i think it's because it's i wouldn't necessarily say dry and dirty in the way that he does but there's a couple of things los angeles is such a large city that when you fly in you don't see anything but city when you fly into Austin, you see like greenery and like rolling hills. Some cows. Well, I mean, maybe, but you can't even really tell. It's just like there's buildings and you see like farmland. Like it's just not as densely populated. Right. So I think that that's really, that's the difference. Also, the Austin Bergman, is that what it is? Bergman Airport? Bergstrom? Bergstrom. Bergstrom, you're Bergerton. right. Um, Bippity-boppity-boo. That airport is clean it's new it's nice they have a shit ton of amazing food and lax is a shithole although i will be honest because i fly delta pretty much exclusively it's just easier to like pick it i would encourage all of you pick an airline that doesn't suck horribly you know when you call their customer service they're so cheesy it's like delta 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 can we help you help you help you you just have to workshop that one yeah (laughs) 
bad joke. But anyway, we picked. No, it was it was just funny. It's very you. So anyway, we I fly Delta. I actually stole that from somewhere. I don't know where that. Oh. It's like a sarin. Somebody maybe tell us. But anyway, I get to the Delta terminal and they've been renovating it. I guess and because I haven't flown in like a year and a half. Well, we flew once here. But anyways, long story short, they had actually good food there. I ate at this place called Slapfish, oh. and I had like really good cod and rice and vegetables. I felt very healthy and very uh, well-fed. And then I also got a chocolate bar just to balance things out. Oh. Anyway, but again, LAX is, is trash. And I, it was horrible. And to get in and out of that airport is a fucking nightmare. But <sighs> uh, Cheryl was nice enough to pick me up. And then she put me in an Uber on my way back. And my Uber driver lady was very nice. Cool. So all in all, it was a success. Cheryl's very sweet. And you're back. And most importantly, I'm back. But it was a weird thing happened, though, because I felt... Like I didn't want to go, which I love. I love to. I love to fly. Mm-hmm. I gotta fly. I love to travel, but COVID has like. I was talking to your sister about this. She thinks that COVID has made her a hermit, and I was like, "Me too," but I don't. I don't know. Everything just feels like a lot of effort, and I think you guys all have a video that comes out about this, and I don't want to talk about this too much. But it's why I'm wearing my shirt that says "Fresh Out of Fucks" is because I've had kind of a shitty couple of days. And if I think about it, I've had kind of like a tough couple of years, if I'm being honest. And I'm not going to cry. I'm going to pull it together. Um, I think COVID in general was just like this horrible thing that was super stressful for a really long time. And it like is weighing on a lot of people, especially me. And it's just weird, like how how affected by it I am when I thought I was fine. Does that make sense? It does. So anyway. Got to learn to numb out. I know. Shonda shuts it down. I'm like, Ooh. I just stuff it in my hollow leg <laughs> and put all my feelings down there. And yeah. I, I posted a TikTok about that's being why I upset. cry when I stub my toe. No, you don't. You barely cry. You cried at our wedding. You cried when PJ came in town that one time. I think that's all I've ever seen you. Well, no, no, you've cried a few more times since you started therapy. Things are loosening up. That's a lie. <laughs> I deny it. <laughs> well, Show me when, footage. When asked, I I'd will like, deny if they're witnesses, maybe. I mean, I put things on the internet of me crying, so I can't oh, take it Oh, I thought back. you were going to say of me. I was like, what? Oh, secretly how rude. Me. <laughs> how, no, I would never. That's too hurtful. But I did put a TikTok out talking about how I was having a bad day the other day, and everybody was so lovely. Our audience is awesome. I knew they would be, but I just wanted people to know that, like, I don't always have good days. I don't think I'm always just, like, chipper, like, hey, hey, because it's not like that. I've been feeling kind of worn down. Okay. Sorry. Get the downers out at the beginning. You know, and you know then, what grinds my gears? Seeing my wife upset. That really grinds my gears. I know, gears. Sean gets really angry and I just want to cry more. But I just wanted to air my grievances, ah. get it out, ah. so that we can move on to more fun things. A wise person once told me, Katie, you just got to shake it out. <laughs> I didn't do that yesterday. I should have. But I think I just wanted to allow myself to be sad because I don't let myself cry a lot. Maybe get a punching bag in the garage or something, you know? Maybe. Cheryl's been doing boxing to Draw get Draw the back. word internet on said punching bag dick wads <laughs> um but yeah my my oh, friend cheryl's been doing <laughs> she's been doing boxing to to get in shape for dan- dancing with the stars oh yeah and she's like that it like is so hard and I, and i thought that would be so such like a release i don't think i've ever seen that show before um dance with, i know some people are big fans of it I've, my mom watched it back in the day and when i went to visit for christmas or something i watched a couple of episodes mm-hmm. which means i probably have seen cheryl but 
I don't lie to her. Like when she's like, I, you know, I've been on this for 15 years for 30 seasons. If you can imagine. And I was like, Oh, cool. She's like, you probably don't watch it. And I was like, I don't, but I love you. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. I just don't watch it. Hmm. You know, like I don't There's expect so, people to watch my videos. No, I, if, if you're into dance, I'm sure it was a, a big show for a lot of people because mm-hmm. it was dance on, is it prime time? Yes. Okay. It's like a, I'd say eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, something like that. On ABC, CBS. I have no idea. NBC could be any of those. I have no idea. I think CBS is what she book said. span. I think CBS, <laughs> but you ever flip into the deep ca- uh, cable channels? We ever? don't have cable, so no. No, but back in the day, you know, and you're like really. Well, worried. I used to, remember we watched Korean television. Oh yeah, yeah, that that's was true. very fun. We tried to guess what was happening. Sometimes the stuff that's on really deep cable is so bizarre and foreign mm-hmm. that it's really kind of interesting for a little bit. Yeah, you can watch it for like 20 minutes or Yeah, something. like sometimes you can stumble upon politicians mm-hmm. who aren't, you know, they're policy wonks or something. They're, they're really oh, deep. Oh, remember we could watch Santa Monica? Oh, yeah. It was so boring. No, but it's the city council stuff. They were such losers. Mm, I don't know if losers is the right word, but they were so out of touch they were, with yeah, reality. so self-important filled with self-importance they lost sight of the regular person well the one lady who was just raging about the playground that was so strange like she was filled with rage and was yelling at the city council and the city council were all glazed over first of all it's weird because they make the city council sit up way high i know why do like they as do if that? they're lords ruling over I their, their like servants. judges yeah yeah you're like you're servants of the people who should be sitting in a folding chair like the rest of us exactly idiots. or maybe in a cage we throw rocks at you you know <laughs> boo politician boo His. yeah <laughs> yeah anyway um, let's move on to positive things. Sure, sure. Let's not get into the pit of despair. I thrive on despair. I know, and I I, I did it early on. I aired my grievances. Hello, darkness, my old friend. But my mom and my aunt Roxanne are coming to visit, and I'm excited. Roxanne! I know, it's not the greatest name of all time. Are any of you named Roxanne? I think it's one of my all-time favorite names. Joe's cousin is Roxanne, isn't she? Roxy, yeah. Yeah. I'd assume it's Roxanne. We call her Roxy, right? Yeah. Uh, and Roxanne goes by Roxy sometimes, too. Yeah. When you want to party, you shorten your name. Yeah. But when you want to sound serious, you elongate your name or you expand it. How do we do that? Because we only have four-letter names. Well, use your middle name if you want to sound serious. Mm. Okay. Katie Arthur St. Louis. <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> I don't know why they named you that, but, you know. Yeah. And you're Sean Suzanne St. Louis. <laughs> Suzanne Summers. <laughs> my my uh, parents were real fans of uh, uh, Three's Company, you know, mm-hmm. so... Uh, Sean Jack Tripper St. Mm-hmm. Louis. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's not unfair of parents to name their kids after a current pop culture trend. Like it's fine if you name a pet something. Like we, our dog was named Chachi. Yeah. But you don't name your kid after no. a pop culture trend. You know. But some hey, people, come here. Uh, uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, not that that's really pop culture at the moment, but it'll always be pop culture for me. Right, right. What was the Korean dance craze there for a little bit? Uh, I mean, BTS? No, no, no. The one song that had like a bajillion views. It was the most viewed video. Oh, you're asking me about things I don't you, know. You do the, the dance. Oh, the Gangnam Style. Yeah. Is hey, Gangnam Style. <laughs> well, it's his middle name, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We made him learn the dance and everything. <laughs> it was cute when he was three, but. Right. You got to think about, I feel like as a parent. At the early stages of like name choice and putting them in activities, your main goal is so that they don't get bullied. Mm. Right? Yeah. If you're looking for a unique name, like, uh, oh, his name is Phineas. And you're like, 
It's well, if, get you're in, if you're in LA, there's going to be like score, six other Phineas's, right? LA kids have the weirdest names. Do yourself a favor. If you give your kid a unique name or odd spelling or something, put them in karate right away. Immediately. Like, so they have something to defend themselves. <laughs> you know? Like who is, what, I think we're watching one of Joe Rogan's podcasts and one of the guys on there said that, I think it was that, but it might be something else where like some guys came to like pick on him and he yeah. like set his book bag down and like took a stance and they were like, <laughs> oh no. I'm out. I'm out. I feel like I heard a crackle. I feel like I'm hot than you and yours. I don't hear my headphones. Oh, uh, it hasn't peaked. Okay. Okay. So we're good. Yeah. Uh, California, I saw a lot of weird names and I don't know Mm -hmm. if it was because the parents were self-centered or the, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, or if it was just the era. Ooh, this is what I want for stories. Boha was the name of the girl. When you'd go surfing specifically, you'd meet like people who named their kids weird names. Mm -hmm. Boha and what was the boy's name? But like, how, you know, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, I, I don't know. We have friends that have done similar things, but not so it was weird. Mishi. That was the boy's Mishi? name. Mishi and Boha. Mishi and Boha. And I was like, yeah. I mean, Mishi's cute. Yeah. Mish. Hey, Mish. It's like Michelle. But it's, I don't know. It's just not, a, it's not a real name. But what, what, what is a real name? I mean, I like traditional names. Like if we had accidentally had a child and had to figure out what to do, we would probably name them something like Lily or Rose or, you know, mm. I think Parker's a cute name too. Xavier. I was always impressed with that name. It just sounds so waspy. Xavier. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I don't, it sounds like an asshole. I don't want to raise an Xavier. <laughs> I had a buddy when I was younger, his name was Xavier and was he an asshole? No, but he was an exceptional soccer player. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's hey. why I thought, you oh, this it's a good name. Rise to the top. By the way, what is with soccer players? Hey, <laughs> what's the deal with those people? Well, that's the deal. Sean what? and I were at one of our local restaurants and they always have like a couple of TVs with sports games on and it was later in the evening. So it was, uh, Italy versus Colombia. No. France, Uruguay, they were blue and white. Oh, Argentina, Argentina. Um, anyway, there was some kind of world cup game or some shit going on. And we had just come off a Stanley cup playoffs where homeboys play with broken feet and fucking hit each other with sticks and split their noses open. And they continue to play after getting stitches or will get up bleeding, spit a tooth out and still kick some ass. Meanwhile, soccer the, the sheer thought that someone would come and touch you throws you to the floor well, there's a in a force. very dramatic fashion. If we come into a collision, we both fall down in the most dramatic fashion because the most drama gets the yellow card. I don't understand because <laughs> there's cameras everywhere, guys. And yet you throw yourselves on the ground. But they as also if get like, things called. They'll be like, oh, penalty kick or oh, it yeah. goes this way. And, and I'm and like, they, you both are losers. Somebody just kick them both in the shit. It's embarrassing. Get your shit together, soccer. All right. And mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people out there love people the sport. It's the biggest sport. But I'm here to tell you, you look like a bunch of weenies. You know, you're running <laughs> around. Totally oh, you fall over. You grab oh, a body part grab, that was not and then struck. They get up and sprint off as yeah. if because nothing really fucking happened because they're just. I'm like, there's no daytime Emmy for that, you loser. Wouldn't that be an amazing award show? Oh my! I would. We should do and, that. And the winner is who was that really? Uh, the Argentinian guy that got paid a lot of money. Oh, uh, Maradona? No. No, no. no, he was Colombian, I think. Whoever. The guy that they showed a lot. Ronaldo. He's from Portugal. It was not him. It was this the second guy. Never mind. You're not helping me. But he would have won. He fell down the most times in the most dramatic fashion. He right. wins the award. 
I wonder if you take classes for that sort of acting. Like, Yeah, we'll call it Bushiest Beaver. <laughs> Remember in the office, he yeah. gives that to Phyllis? Busiest Beaver Award. It says Bushiest. We'll get that fixed for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Soccer is a, in theory, a great sport, and mm-hmm. wow, are they ever talented? Well, and they I are. loved soccer. I played yeah. it all through school. The, the field is a little big. I mean, maybe make the field a little smaller so they can score more often. I don't know. There's that aspect of it. Like it, it takes you 90 minutes plus extra minutes. Sometimes no, though. It just really depends. You ever seen a high-scoring soccer game? No, but I'm just saying that sometimes they score right away. It doesn't mean they're gonna. Hockey's not that big of a scoring game either. But yeah, okay. So. <laughs> the thing that drives me crazy is the falling down pretending that they're hurt they do it in soccer uh, in hockey as well though there, there is flopping there are a couple of guys uh that do this they're called losers yeah and they can also get a penalty for it oh yeah diving is a real deal in football too they call it we talked about this when we were watching the soccer game embellishment mm-hmm. a penalty so i'd like to penalize all the soccer players because they're all losers and they all embellish and, harsh words harsh and words. i think that instead they should take to the theater. Yes. There you go. To the theater. But feel free to email in to Pod and change my mind. You probably won't, but feel free to air your grievances. Tell right. us how upset you are about that. But I really want people to send in letters about the weirdest name. Who do they know with the strangest name? Or has your friend named their child a ridiculous name that you just have to air it? You have to get it out? And be like, you shouldn't be calling an, uh, your child cabbage. It's not appropriate. Cabbage. Well, you know, cabbage patch kids. That's yeah, what yeah. came to my mind. Right, right. Maybe they call them wallpaper. You know, there was that fa- that phase where, uh, what's her butt, Gwyneth called their, her daughter Apple. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I'm going to name my dog oregano. Hmm. Avocado. Give me something spicy. Yeah. Ooh, jalapeno. Yeah. I, I, that's jalapeno. a good name. That's For a, a name. dog. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Olympics have started. Mm-hmm. Does anyone care? Is anyone watching? I don't Behold, know. I have a runny nose. Thank you for waiting. You're welcome. I had to blow my schnozzeroonie. Ah, so the Olympics yes. are on. Mm-hmm. Is anyone watching? No. Are they actually on? Did I think they, they start started. yet? I, I think, thought they... Oh. I, I could be wrong. See, this is another thing. I don't know what's going on with the world of uh, the Clearly Olympics. Clearly their marketing is not very good. Apparently the Olympics are tanking for them. Um there's a couple of things going on. One, uh, there's a pandemic. So I think it was a mm-hmm. bad call to have mm-hmm. the Olympics. To push forward. Yeah. Well, you know, but with caution, I think they were proceeding with caution and they had invested a lot of money in Japan. So I understand mm-hmm. you don't want to pull the plug on it. Well, couldn't we just, I don't know what that means for them, but I, I guess Japan wants to recoup, but people aren't traveling. So all the money that you would ne- like normally bring in as a country or a city or whatever you're not going to be able to. Yeah. Do you remember the Greek Olympics? Well, not the original ones. But, but the, the ones that were like, was it in the 80s or 90s? No, no. It was in the mid-2000s, oh, I think. I do not remember that. Maybe them. the early aughts or whatever they call oh, it. Oh, I have a funny story about Olympics. Can I share it really quick? Yeah, yeah, of course. We're just I talking. Was on, I was on this... Um, Silence. No, I was on this game show uh, that my friend Tom Scott had me on. And one of... So I lost out right away, kind of by design. I don't really like to do those things. Anyway, it was like a quiz game show and I lost. You only get like three answers wrong and I was the first one out. And then Vanessa, she, I don't think she could realize we could see it and I never called her out on it. So I'm calling her out now as someone does. No, I don't think it matters, but you don't win anything. Like it's not like by winning the game you won anything, but it was her and uh, Jarvis up against one another. And they were asking, so the final lightning round was like, 
cities where the Olympics have been held. And she was like, I love the Olympics. But you could see she was holding her phone like this. And then he'd say one and then she'd read one. And I was like, you're cheating. You're cheating. I was on silent because I'd lost already. But part of me at the end wanted to be like, cheater. The only reason why you should cheat in a game is if there's a good like a good prize. Good or prize. Why would you cheat for no reason? I think it's just you don't want to look stupid because I definitely look stupid, but I didn't really care. Katie, I do it every week. <laughs> it's okay. Well, it was some of the questions. Like the funny thing is, is I answered three questions right at the beginning. And he was like, we have to start over. Some of those questions aren't the ones that we wanted. We'd already asked somebody else them. Hmm. And then he was like, choose these things instead of what the ones you like you get to pick a topic wait it sounds like the whole game was rigged oh i mean no tom's funny and nice and it was fine he is funny and it was a cool idea i felt bad that i lost out so quickly but i kind of just want to be done with it to be honest i didn't want to have to go into the next round because then it'd right. be another day i had to get on and like answer more questions and i was like i got shit to do right. but anyways i thought that was really funny but i know i was surprised like calgary's had the olympics like oh. there's a bunch of cities i didn't realize had had the olympics calgary had great olympics mm. yeah um, but so it's a flop. I, it sounds like the Japanese Olympics are off to horrible uh, beginnings. Like numbers? Is it views or something? I think it's going to be viewership is going to be down. Mm. Uh, I think that they're not selling tickets because it's yeah, because people can't be there on lockdown. That's why I don't know why they pushed for it because I probably to recoup television rights and advertising rights and maybe selling merch, the sweet sweet merch money. Anyway, the power of the Schwartz is in merchandising. One hundred percent. But oh, my book is out. Speaking of merch. Uh, let's just move on past that. <laughs> my second book. Order it now. It's called Traumatized. It's available anywhere books are sold. We'll put a link in the description below. Get it now. They can see the cover right here. It's a beautiful and there cover. Is a, I'm supposed to be doing this and I haven't released it yet. But if you do pre-order, there are going to be some perks. Stay tuned. I'll post about those. What is your book about? All about trauma. What is trauma? How do we diagnose it? How do, what does it feel like? I talk about dissociation, transgenerational trauma, meaning trauma passed from generation to generation. I talk about the triggers, trauma triggers, what those are, how you overcome them. And then we move into obviously how to heal, like building resilience and how, what, like what kind of levels of treatment you can get, what, what types of treatment are there out there? What does it mean to be a trauma therapist? All that stuff. So it's, it's very thorough. Excellent. I well, believe. I'm looking forward to reading. I've already read it. <laughs> Have you already read it? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I didn't know if you did because I know I sent it to you when it I was know. like a I was Google Doc lie, form. Say, I'm looking forward to reading your book, but I, yeah, you've already read it. Yeah, I've and, got a copy of it on my desk. Even yeah, he has the early copies. Maybe I'll send somebody a signed early copy. Ooh. Those are even more exclusive. Exclusive. They are. Those are the unique ones. Yeah, they send them out to people to like review it, and it's kind of cute when I see people posting like, "I got this. I'm excited to read," and I'm like, oh, "A book reviewer." I hope they like it. Yeah. Do, so. you, do you send them chocolates and things to bribe them? I can't. It comes directly from the publisher oh. to them. They get like, they get boxes. I've learned. So people who do like book, the book talk, like book TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, there's a lot of these book reviewer people, which is kind of cool. In the same way that I do mental health, they talk about books and they get boxes. I'd, I'd assume it's every like quarter okay. from publishers. Oh. And then they just pick the books they want to read. How do you sign up for that? I wonder. I have no idea. I think it's like a good deal if you're a reader. Yeah. If you are a real avid reader, mm -hmm. you get them for free. But they're hoping for the review to go on your, you know, they're hoping for one of their books to be picked. And Oh, for sure. So it's kind of cool. Anyway, I find it very interesting. You had a lot of uh, great reviews on the first book. So I'm looking I forward know. to seeing the reviews on the second I'm book. I'm just, I always get nervous. Yeah. 
I get so nervous. I'm sure it's going to be amazingly received. Let's hope so. Should we get into some letters or do you have more to talk about? Well, we covered the Olympics. Um, we've, uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> that was all that was on my list, yep. cover the Olympics. Yep, 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 yep. Let me pull up the emails. Okay, here we go. Okay. We're going to get into the emails. Now, David Redacted, I see that you sent us an email in Russian, and unfortunately, I don't, Spriggan Z. I knew he was a Russian. I know it. Um, I will work after this podcast to uh, translate, and then we will come back to you. Okay. But our next email is titled, A Story About, I don't know exactly, but it's certainly long. Okay. I'm excited. Says in OTDM episode 61, you requested stories about things you have remembered wrong. And I don't have that, but it reminded me of something similar. It's a memory that I kind of edited a tiny bit in my head because for some reason I found it better to be remembered this way. How I've done, how I've done that, I don't really know, but I have, and I'm very aware of it. Before I begin, I want to say that this is something that happened at school when I was 18. It's a bit embarrassing, but in a way, I also find it kind of hilarious. I was in a strange state of mind, and I remember the whole thing as a fast, blurry film, almost like I'm watching an old-fashioned short film of Charlie Chaplin, at the speed, and the speed is sped up a little. What I mean with the memory having been edited a little bit by me is that there's a few tiny, purposely exaggerated things happening in it. That's like when you're telling a bunch of people a story, and you're like, I think this is falling flat. I'll just jazz it up a little bit. You're like, Just give it a little seasoning, right? But not too far from what actually happened. But I'm going to share the modified version as I've honestly forgotten the old one. (laughs) If you tell it so many times, you don't remember the original. Okay. I was 18. It was our last day of school. And there was this guy that I really liked so much that every time I saw him, I ended up walking into walls and other objects or getting stuck in automatic doors. Okay, quick funny story. There was this guy with us we had a group of us in costa rica we were like a, a group of like let's say 10 or 12 of us and we were walking along it's we were walking along the sidewalk in costa rica just walking to lunch from class and one of the guys in my class his name was zach's he was walking next to nina and i and he you know how some poles have those wires that come down from them and pin into the ground yeah he like hooked himself his Ooh. whole body onto that little wire and like went diagonal like boom and then he fell into it was the funniest walking into something i've ever experienced in my life and he was super embarrassed and no one could help but laugh i wasn't like it's okay nobody noticed i was like because it was so ridiculous to fall it was just funny i think he was talking to jamie the other girl in our group or something and like wasn't looking forward okay anyways so she liked him so much that she ended up walking into walls and objects okay Or getting stuck in automatic doors. Very literally. It was the last day, meaning my last chance to talk to him. I'd been trying to for two years. Wow. And every attempt had been a fail. I was about to walk out of of my classroom at the end of the day and saw him walking farther down the hallway, coming from his own classroom and walking towards the doors. Time to make you move. Mm -hmm. Out into freedom, never to be seen again. I saw it and my mind screamed, he's escaping. (laughs) (laughs) get him (laughs) and the next thing i know i was pushed out of my mind's driver's seat and my mind took over the driving because this simply could not happen apparently a catastrophe that had to be stopped so from here on i'm only a passenger tumbling around the trunk of a car while some kind of crazy driver's taking the wheel and is driving like a lunatic through the world 
So I know this feeling well. <laughs> so what was what happened was that I quickly ducked back behind the wall and out of sight, concocting a plan, uh, by any means necessary, stop this guy from reaching these doors and out to freedom plan. I felt like every nerve in my body was vibrating and I felt dizzy and perfectly super hype hooper wow. Super hyper duper focused on the imminent threat. There was a tiny room in front of the door between the classroom and the hallway, and that's where I was standing in this moment. I waited for him to come closer, and then I jumped out like a monkey. <laughs> you could have just walked towards him, right? At like a very steady pace. <laughs> like a monkey. <laughs> Feet in the air, arms outstretched towards him. Somehow got hold of my prey and dragged him into the room with me. And that's, of course, exactly how it happened. I remember a bunch of sentences and words coming out of my mouth that somehow led to him being placed on a bench in the hallway with strict instructions to wait while I collected my things from the classroom. You sound like a grade A creeper. <laughs> I think she feels like a grade A creeper. Kudos, though. That, that's hey, uh, 10, 10 out of 10 for effort. Right? Yeah. All the while, I, I, was felt, I felt like I was placing him there all the while. I was felt like placing him there was a terrible, terrible risk because he could get away. <laughs> so leaving him on the bench, was just <laughs> he could run for the hills, never to be found again. And the doors were so close. I didn't have anything to bind him to that bench with. Thank God, because you might have to have gone trouble. to jail. Separating the classroom from the hallway was a glass wall. So while I was getting all my things together, I could see him sitting there while I ran like crazy back and forth in the classroom, collecting it all. And all I could think was, is he still there? Still there? Still there? Has he left? <gasps> so much drama. No space left in my brain for any other thought. Those teenage hormones are really... They're, they're pretty hard. Get you revved up. <laughs> get you real revved up. Who is this person? <laughs> She's written him before. Okay. No sensible thought in my head, not even the fact that he was seeing the whole show, me ping-ponging between the roll of the walls of the room, carrying an increasingly growing pile of belongings, probably with my eyes glued on him at the same time. It, <laughs> oh, it reached, my, uh, reached my mind entirely. I felt like I was flying over the floor, actually, as my feet were hardly touching it. I just remember running around like that until suddenly I found my path blocked by a tall obstacle. It was talking and eventually took the shape of a blurry person. I recognized it as my teacher and my mind said, it's blocking the way. Can I go under, climb over, push past, crawl over the chairs of, um, to the other side, under, over, through her legs? I could hear her talking through my spinning thoughts, a blurry sound coming from another world. And they called it puppy, puppy love. love. <laughs> I just love this perspective. Cause you're like out of control, but you know it, but you're excited, but you're, you're like, you're, you know, you're just not yourself. Honestly, it probably took maybe 30 seconds. I know this but, whole thing's like maybe a minute long in mm -hmm. total, but it, it's like, feels like an but hour. It's going to last an eternity. <laughs> you're going to remember this. And he probably does too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could hear her talking through my spinning thoughts, a blurry sound coming from another world. I have no idea what she was saying, but somehow my autopilot understood more than I did and got me through it without doing anything drastic. I remember that whatever I said, she didn't look offended at least. And one thing I remember understanding more or less is that she was trying to say goodbye since it was the last day of school. Mm. The funny thing is that I was really, really, really close to actually getting down on my knees and crawling between her legs to get out. I didn't even realize that I could ask her to move, even though it would have maybe been rude. After I'd gathered my things, I appeared in the hallway with a mountain of things in my hands. In my memory of it, the pile is reaching above my head and covering my face, which it probably didn't. Either way, I felt relieved to see him sitting there still. Brave man. 
I was studying to become a florist Scared. or taking that education. So there are a lot of things I needed to take with me home, watering cans and stuff. <clears throat> so I came out of the classroom like that and he got up on his feet and looked at everything I was carrying and asked if he could help with some of it. Oh, maybe oh, he liked you. Maybe he did. And he was super stoked, even though it was a little frazzled. Or he was very scared of you. But who knows from her experience, she felt out of body, yeah. but I find that my patients who dissociate, the things they do seem very normal. Yeah. So she might have been like, can you sit here and wait? I'm going to grab my things. And he's like, yeah, okay. But in her head, she's like, don't leave. Don't leave. You know, like you're frantic, yeah. but outside you're like, so lovely to see you. <laughs> who knows? We'd have to talk to him to get the second, the other side of the story. Okay. So he asked if he could help with some of it. I said, of course, and gave him a watering can one watering can from a huge pile of things that I was carrying because I wanted to give him a good impression and not let him think I was selfish enough to help let him help me with everything or oh anything more than one tiny watering can and I'm pretty sure that gave him exactly the impression that I hoped for either way we walked down to the train sta- he walked down to the train station with me with that mountain of things in my arms and he with the watering can um they'd been kind that I had been kind enough to let him carry <laughs> he, we took the train together And when we came to his stop, he said goodbye, and I never saw him again, except once many years later in a parking lot when my dog rushed out of my car too fast and slammed my car door into into his while he was watching. End of story. Ooh, another interesting encounter. I have exaggerated this a little bit, but not much. I guess one can wonder why I prefer to remember something that's already embarrassing and strange in a more exaggerated way than it actually happened. I think it's because it allows me to see the funniness in it more than the embarrassment of how I screwed up. I don't know if he necessarily screwed up. Like I said, sometimes. No, I call that a win. You know, he rode the train with you. He offered to carry your things. He waited. I honestly think you probably could have been like, want to go grab a, I don't know what a kid's grab a, a, a pop at the store. I don't know. What did we do in high school? What is this? 1957? I don't remember. <laughs> what did we do in high school? Our high schools were vastly different. Well, yeah, I would, didn't smoke cigarettes or do drugs or drink or anything, but he could have said, like, want to grab dinner sometime? Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, go get some pizza. Yeah, pizza. There, there we so, go. What do, bur- kids, what do the kids what do these kids days? Do? <laughs> uh, go get a burger. No, yeah. Want to go walk go. around the mall? Get a nice, go to the mall. Do kids even go to the mall anymore? I don't, I never they, even went to the mall. Hey, uh, do you want to play Animal Crossing? <laughs> hey, people like that. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. Um, speaking of which, randomly, first of all, I never walked through the mall because our mall sucked and had like Sears and then like a hair salon. So it was like nothing to report back mm. about. Our mall was like out of Stranger Things. We would go to Blockbuster a lot or what was the other place? It was like video something, like our local like video shop. And you'd walk around with it forever with people and be like, I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want. And then you all end up with a couple of movies and then you'd go back and have popcorn and pizza and like watch movies in someone's basement. Usually that's what we would do. Um, but Animal Crossing, short detour. We'll get back. Do not worry. But I was on TikTok last night and this just cracked me up. I love when people start they'll start these TikToks and I still don't know how to properly do it or I would be doing these all the time. But people ask a question. So they'll say like, tell me about a time that you did blah, blah, blah. I'll go first. And then they share theirs, but people cut and then they share their, they answer the question. Okay. So they're cutting together someone else's video with theirs. <clears throat> now this one girl came on and she's like, tell me a time when you accidentally conditioned your animals to do something without realizing it. Okay. I'll go first. And it cuts into this woman that I follow who has a bunch of dogs and her and her wife love animal crossing, but they only could get their hands in COVID on one. Is it called a stitch or switch? I have no idea. The Nintendo switch. I think is what it's called. Okay. 
you guys are probably like, Katie, get it together. But I don't play video games because I'd never get any work done. So they only could get their hands on one. I knew, I remember Elle Mills asking, she like DM me to see if I knew anybody who had one. People were trying to get their hands on them because it's like a video game and we were all at home. Whatever. Long story short, there was a shortage. And so they only had one. And so her, when her wife would play for a couple hours or, you know, whatever, she'd save and then she'd pass it off to her wife so that she could play and then save her game, right? So you have these two. But when you hit save, Animal Crossing on the Nintendo Switch or whatever it's called goes, and when that would happen, they would take the dogs out because it was like their break or they're making dinner or whatever. <laughs> and so she goes, like Pavlovian dogs do, now, no matter what time of day it is or what's happening, because now they're back to work and so they're not playing it as much. But whenever I play it and I hit save, the dogs get up and wait by the door. And then she shows it and it's hilarious. So she'll just, you just see the Nintendo thing and she hits save. It's like, are you ready to log out or whatever? And save. And it goes, and she cuts to like her little fluffy dog. He's laying on his back, totally asleep. And he's like, oh, and he gets up and he walks to the door and another two dogs are already sitting there waiting. That's funny. Anyway, I loved it. It made me laugh a lot. Okay. Back. Oh yeah, your mom has that bell that they were trying to condition the dog Charlotte to to ring the bell before she wanted to go outside. Yeah, so that she'd let him know she would go out. That but she then the to go. dog realized that if she rang the bell, that they would pay attention. <laughs> so then the dog. Well, she rings it when she wants treats. Yeah, the dog now uses the bell to get their attention. So my mom is trained. Yeah, just as much as Charlotte That's has a been smart trained. Dog. Reverse uh, psychology. Yeah, there. it's it's. Told, I mean, Charlotte's really smart. That's like Cheryl's French bulldog is super smart. And it knows that if it does certain things, it'll get attention. Like if it doesn't eat right away, her and her husband, Cheryl and her husband will like worry about it. And they'll be like, are you okay? And then it gets more pets. So it never eats right away. And she's like, she said, I don't know. He, she's been doing this for a while now where she just waits to eat. And I'm like, probably because you like hoard over her, <laughs> worried about her. And she gets more attention. Mm-hmm. All she wants is attention. I feel like that's all dogs want in general is like love and affection. But I yeah, saw all some, dogs don't go to heaven, but all dogs want attention. Agreed. Yeah. But my mom's dog, Charlotte, back to that really quick. And then we need to get back to the letter because I'm, I'm off topic. Um, but anyways, the, <laughs> my mom's dog, Charlotte, barks all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the time. I like the dog. Yeah. I could do, do know, without the barking. I think the dog does it to like show you that it's on duty. Like, hey, I'm doing my job. Yeah, like protecting. Cause it's no, like, you weren't. You were just looking out the window well, it's daydreaming. It's like a dude walking by in jeans. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> that guy's weird in your mom's neighborhood, by the way. He, he, he runs, he in, runs jeans in jeans every day. What's with that? Who uh-huh. runs in jeans? Especially uh-huh. in the Pacific Northwest. You're just asking for a case of chafing. I know. Does anybody run in jeans? I think it's crazy. Jeans and hiking boots. And my mom's like, he was in the military. I'm like, that explains vest. nothing. It, it totally <laughs> explains nothing. He's not in fatigues, mom. He's in Levi's. No, they're not Levi's. I'm sure those are like, Probably Carhartts or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Either way. Welding jeans. You know, they're the <laughs> thick ones that are like padded on the inside. Yeah, and you're like just sweating a lot <laughs> and getting chafed. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so she barks a lot. And again, I was on TikTok because I my feed is just getting better and better these days because it knows me. This woman has a dog that barks like that all the time. And she found that around Halloween a few years ago when she got this out this costume for her dog, that he wouldn't bark. He would just mutter to himself and growl. Mm. And so she was like, hmm. So when he barks, she puts on what she calls quiet ears, which is really his old Halloween costume to make him look like a dinosaur. And it covers his ears. And <laughs> and it's so funny because she's like, stop barking. It's just a rabbit. 
you're done. I'm going to close the blinds. I'm going to get the quiet ears. Like, you know, when you're trying to talk your animal out of it, it looks at her and then, and next thing you know, it cuts to him with those, this like dinosaur head thing on. And she goes, he always starts by muttering to himself and she's really close to him with his, it like zooms in and he's like, (laughs) and then she goes, and then he just growls and he did. And he was like, he didn't move from what he was doing but the quiet ears work. So I told my mom about it. So she's going to look into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next time we go over, Charlotte's going to look like an Ewok. She's Dull have... her senses, you know? Yeah. Just I think stick they... cotton batting in your dog's ears. That seems like, what if it gets in there? I don't know. You don't want to cause like an infection or issues. That's a good point. Maybe just earmuffs. Earmuffs. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, it really cracked me up. I'm going to get the quiet ears. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Back into the letter from, this is from Lynn. We've heard from Lynn oh. before. Um, okay, so what, she doesn't know why she exaggerates. I, and I know deep down that what I'm remembering is not as real as it can be, as if the small exaggeration makes it real enough to not be dangerous. I like the way you tell it. I, I think, think this is a fantastic story. It's beautiful. Yeah. Such a good storyteller. This is the only memory I have done to this, I think. I can't find any other memory like that. Ooh, and if Katie has not mentioned BPD by, uh, by now, I'd be a little bit surprised, I think. <laughs> Why? Because of the like impulse, impulse control and stuff. I didn't. Lynn, you know me too well. Actually, I've not been diagnosed with that. If you were wondering, to be honest, I don't know how to explain what happened that time because it's certainly not my usual self, but it doesn't really matter either. Anyhow, this is also a guide on how not to check up on boys. It's something that works better when not dissociating and God knows what else. (laughs) Best to be done when fully in charge of ourselves. (laughs) I think we can all dissociate, not having to be part of BPD or trauma or anything like that. But I think we can all dissociate when our system gets overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. Like when I go give talks sometimes, like at VidCon, remember that time? It was like, I don't know how many people, 6,000 people or three. I don't even know. But I walked out in the screaming. I immediately like blacked out. I was like, boo. And then afterwards, everybody's like, that was so good. And I was like, thank God, because I have no fucking clue what happened. Will Ferrell does that in old school. Remember, he debates. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like... Carville, James Carville or whatever. How did it go? I don't know. I, don't know. I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's very common. Yeah. Okay. Um, I might possibly regret sending this in. Anyways, kind regards, Lynn. Oh. With this emoji. <laughs> I love it, Lynn. Thank you for sharing. I think, I mean, I think it's very, it's relatable. Yeah. And that's kind of the magic that I've found later in life is instead of, um, trying to be perfect or cool yeah yeah you just be yourself and and nobody is you tell your other stories you know the ones that maybe are a little embarrassing and people don't mind in fact i think it makes you more relatable i got a burp sorry uh excuse you there we go but it makes you more relatable more approachable uh i think it's important to be able to be vulnerable as uh yeah as all the self-help gurus say we do we say it um yeah and i think I think being able to laugh at the things we've done that are kind of silly, yeah. not only is like helpful and healing for us, but it's also just relatable. And I think it makes us all feel closer. I know I feel closer to my friends when we talk about the things that we've done that are like ridiculous or stupid or things that as a kid were like, oh my God, like, why did I do that? You know, we all have those stories or I don't even know. Um, like one of my closest friends, Joanna, we bonded a lot over growing up in a Pentecostal church and what that looked like and the crazy things that they were like, I can't believe they do that with kids. Not nothing creepy, just like 
talking about the Holy Spirit and weird things that happen in church that we're like, oh, and nobody else understands. So you feel like kind of bonded through like the strangeness and the uniqueness and the weirdness of the situation that you only you two kind of get. Does mm. that make sense? And you can be bonded in a lot of ways. I think it's fun to have weird stories. Did you ever embarrass yourself when you had a crush on a girl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, for sure. There's a lot of times where that happened. Uh, you seem so confident when I first met you. Well, you know, you you, uh, you fall down a thousand times. Yeah, you, you were, what, 32 when I met you? <laughs> you learn. Uh, one time I wanted to impress a girl. She had come by the BMX oh, track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know, but some of you do, uh, I used to race BMX. And so we were at the track as young budding athletes. We would... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, practice because it was also fun to ride the racetrack. Of course, but you're practicing because on the weekends, yeah, there's a tournament. There'd be meets or yeah. competition. Or yes, <laughs> and um, so I was practicing this uh, series of jumps. You know, it was like a step up jump. It's kind of fun for me berm. to imagine, like little Sean, like teenage Sean. Yeah, and anyways, these girls showed up at the uh, at the Ooh, the bike girls. park. One of, one of my buddies had invited them, mm. and uh, we're like girls at the bmx park amazing because there were no girls on our team although there were uh young girls who did race yeah just not on your team we just didn't have any at our at our park um so i wasn't sure if they were going to want to join bmx or not but they were certainly there to check out the boys you know and Mm -hmm. and you can tell you know there's a little bit of chemistry in the air between our group and their group and they're off the side they're all boys and they're all grassy you're all boys and they're all girls and like ha ha you're teenagers Yeah. yeah and my buddy is like hey which one? Who is this? Uh, at the <laughs> is time. Is this the one that got the ticket? No, that would have been Fred. Uh, Fred's such a fun name. Yeah, yeah, he was a good guy. Frederic. Yeah, he was mm. French. Uh, no. It's okay. Continue. I just thought maybe it was like PJ or no. Sean, and you know, like somebody else that I knew. No, but I remember my buddy, whoever it was, because there was quite a few kids yeah. that came in and out of the program. Okay. Um, he was like, you know, we got to do... Got to do a big jump. Yeah, the <laughs> you know, girls get, are here. Get their attention. We gotta <laughs> gotta fly high through the sky with no care. Uh-huh. And um, so I did. And you know, like I rode crash? down. Shit, did I ever crash? I <laughs> I rode down and I was pedaling. Like I'm gonna get as much speed as I can. Hit the jump. Now the the best thing you can do with a jump is get really high. Okay. But the well, actually, the, the, that's the second best thing you can do. The number one thing you can do is do a trick when you're really high in the Oh, yeah, air. like foof or Yeah, like maybe do a tabletop <laughs> or you lay your bike flat. Yeah, sideways. Or like you, you cross up your bars yep. or you, you do a can-can, like one foot goes comes off of the pedal. Oh, I've seen them do that and they cross it over yeah, and they and hit them together. Yeah, on the other side. Yeah, okay, continue. Yes. I like the I theatrics. thought that I would do them all. <laughs> so, How old were you, like 14, uh, 16? No, 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 I was probably like, yeah, 13 or 14. Okay. Yeah, probably 13. Now, I must preface this with, uh, I'm not very good at jumping to begin with. I prefer oh, really? to stay hmm. fairly low to the ground. I'm okay. I do enjoy jumping on a snowboard, but I don't like doing tricks. And it all stems from this one moment. <laughs> Mortified was was mm-hmm. I after this happened. So uh, I fly down the... Yeah, as fast as you can. Yeah. Go down. I, I hit the first jump. Perfect. Yay. But it's only in setting up the second jump. So I hit the the first jump, very stylish. I hit the berm. I come around the corner and I'm leading to the step up jump. And the step up jump is where I'm going to perform my Mm, trick because the the girls are positioned on the grassy knoll right across Mm -hmm. the way. Like it's the perfect setup. If I'm going to do a trick, it's going to be there. Mm -hmm. Got it. I shoot up in the air with grace Mm -hmm. and I'm in the air and I turn my handlebars. 
this is as I'm climbing in the air, by Chris the way. Cross, and okay. I'm, I'm Chris probably going to go like, I don't know, maybe 12 feet in the air, okay. you know, and like very far. Like, yeah, you're launched. Yes. Up. So I cross up the handlebars and I'm thinking this is pretty good. So I'm going to lay the bike over a little bit, like try and get a bit of a tabletop action. Mm-hmm. As I do that, I'm thinking this is pretty good. The bike is getting laid over and I go to take my foot off my, my left pedal. And, it sounds bad. Yeah. And I, I go to do a can-can. So the bars are, it, it looks like the classic. What I'm trying to achieve here is the cover of BMX magazine from 1986. You okay. know, like this is my cover like shot. pre-X Games. This would have been like an X Games. I could win the X Games with this move mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So 100%. I'm in the air. Bars are crossed up. Mm-hmm. The bike is laying over, getting towards flat. So mm-hmm. tabletop. I'm still climbing in height. And I'm, believe it or not, accelerating still okay. through the air. I mean, I'm flying. Okay. My foot comes off the pedal. I cross it over the bar. The trick is halfway there. It's complete. Well, you it's complete, but you got to get back. <laughs> and that's where you, you like bungled it? Well, I tried to pull my foot back over the bar and I hooked my foot and the bike went flying over oh, my head. Oh, you lost your bike? Oh, no. Oh, no. So then it's just you. It, it's me and the bike is going kind You're of like in the wrong direction. Legs. I flew and then I hit the ground and all I heard was laughter and it was mortifying okay okay, baby but i sprung back up you're pretty sweaty look at you i got a little worked up by that story (laughs) traumatized there's a new book by uh katie morton if you haven't heard (laughs) i read it because of this moment i'm still trying to occur there's also another moment in my life that i'm traumatized by that i i have not spoke publicly about but that or maybe i have maybe i've talked about on the podcast the debate at college level told me but i don't know i don't know if we did it here in french it was a disaster collegiate debating is when I realized I actually don't speak French. And uh, anyways, um, so I crashed that bicycle. Um, boy, it was in bad shape too. That Fix- sounds rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because guys do things to like impress girls, but the way that girls try to impress guys, at least from my experience is very different from that. Yeah. Like I would, I played sports. So if I knew a guy I had a crush on or a guy I was like going out with was at the game, I would want to play like that much harder. But I don't, I mean, I don't know, ladies, do you feel the same? But I don't, I never tried to like impress in that way. Dudes do that more. I feel like girls. Oh, we're complete buffoons. No, it's never just underestimate the, the lengths a man will go to to impress a woman with what they think is a good idea. And it's typically something that is brings you to the verge of death. Like, it's, <laughs> look, look how dangerous I can be. I like you so much that I put myself in, in front of the train. Way. And then left over to the train, in away from the train at the last second. Look how, you know, yeah, look how, how macho I am. <laughs> I don't think you ever did anything. But you were 32 again. Not, not a child when I met you. Oh, God. Think of all the times we went uh, mountain biking or snowboarding, all the stupid things. Like, I mean, you didn't really do anything stupid, I don't think. Or maybe I, I wasn't, wasn't trying hard attention. enough, apparently. I was paying attention. I was too worried about falling down. What do you mean you weren't paying attention to me the whole time? I, I was, was probably doing all sorts of tricks just I to. I mean, maybe. Look what I can do. <laughs> Like the first time I went mountain biking, I like ate it a lot and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I was just worried about hurting myself. So that was more of my focus than like what's Sean doing. So I was like, point. wow, you and Joe look so comfortable on this. Usually when I do this, it's in mud and this is like sliding rock and dryness. I heard something recently. It said, uh, when you're younger, you think everyone's looking, you think it's all about you. Like everyone's looking at you. When you get older, you realize that they Nobody weren't cares. Look- yeah. yeah, they weren't looking at you at all. Yeah. People. I think I bungled that. Well, I don't, I don't know if I haven't heard that saying in particular, but I, I do tell patients and 
even viewers, I'm pretty sure I've said this on live streams before, is that everybody, if you think everybody's thinking about you, that's ridiculous because they're too busy thinking about them. Yeah. If you're thinking about you, they're thinking about themselves too. Like I spent a large portion of my life. This is actually an honest moments with Sean. Um, but I, I spent a large portion of my life, like being mortified, thinking people are uh, judging me or which I'm sure they were, which is fine. But the people are, are looking that they're, yeah, paying attention to every little thing. Yeah, when in fact everyone else is feeling the similar. same way. Yeah. So nobody has enough brain space to notice anybody. That's the lesson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Okay. So this one is from one of our staff writers, potential Austrian flag sender. Da, 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 da. I wish I knew a song. I would try to get the notes right but i was like about to do something from the u.s and that's not going to work for Austria. albania albania <laughs> it's on the adriatic it's your chief export is, is chrome. chrome i knew it was like chrome but i was like <laughs> something something I don't know. okay anyways yes christoph hello hello says hi katie hi sean dear audience around the world and the universe universe earth 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 uh, uh, okay. In OTDM number 69, you talked about driver's license and how expensive they are. Oh, yes. In Austria, you can expect to pay about $1,000 as you have to go to a classroom course. That's fucking crazy. Have to go to a classroom course, get 20 hours of driving education, and attend a first aid course. But the government realized that the most common cause of death for people between the ages of 18 and 24 was car accidents. So they also added a few safety measures, and they actually did help. For the first two years, you are on probation with your license. So if you fuck up, like get caught speeding, drunk driving, etc., you may have to take additional classes. And of course, your license could be suspended and the probation could be prolonged. Okay. That makes sense. And then a few years ago, they added that you have to take a safety tra- have to take safety training within the first year of your license. And this is something that I would love to do as well. You go to a course. Oh, I did one of these. Okay, we'll talk about that later. You go to a course where there are no obstacles, so you can't ruin your car. And as, as they have you take that training in the car that you're usually driving. Then with water, they create dangerous situations like skidding, hard braking on wet, slippery surfaces. And then they show you how you can regain control of your car. I think this sounds like fun. I think everyone should have to do that in general. Yeah, as it's not only educational, but also entertaining. And you get to test the limits of your car without any danger of ruin it, ruining it. Yeah, um... Defensive driving, I think is what they call it. Yeah, I you don't have to take it in the States. I think you should. I like. I agree with you, Christoph. I had to take it. I was a sales rep many moons ago, and we drove as part of our job in a company car. And so they required this safety training type thing. I don't know. I only had to do it once because I wasn't a sales rep for very long, but maybe it was every like certain amount of years or so. But it was the same thing. They'd like wet the road, and then you'd have to race. It was out by the Rose Bowl is where they did it on these huge parking lots. So there was nothing around and they'd be like, they, the guy would stand. He's like, when you get to me, you break like as hard as you can. Lock him up. And that's what he would, he would say. He's like, lock it up. And you'd hit the brakes and you're like, it was crazy to feel what a car can do. Cause you don't do that unless it's an emergency. Right. So it was, it was really crazy to do, but it was, I think it was cool. And it also shows you like, I think everyone should have to do these courses. So you don't, don't... oversteer to correct or whatever, you know? Right. Right. I, I learned that growing up in a very wet climate, not to hydroplane. You don't. When you're hydroplane, you don't want to move the wheel a lot. You got to ride it out. You don't use your cruise control you don't in break. the rain. That's not what I was taught. Sean has a That's lot of a these. That's a rule. 
It's not a rule. It is. Maybe when in it's Canada, rain, you don't put, you if don't there's put puddles, if something, but if it's just like barely raining, hmm. we got into an it's argument dangerous. on our drive. I did not think it was dangerous at all. It was barely any rain. And the, we were on a hill. What do you think, guys? Should you, guys and gals, should you use your cruise control when it's raining? You decide for us. Write in and let us know. Sean thinks he's going to win, but I don't think he is because there was nobody around. There was no puddling water. We were on a hill and it was running off. And so it was pouring rain out. It was in a rainstorm. He's very, he's exaggerating a lot because as someone who grew up in the rain, if you find standing water, then you want to get over into a lane that doesn't have it. You don't want to have your cruise on, but this was like not that intense of a rainstorm at all. It was a pretty big rainstorm. He just wants to be a jerkwad. You can just shove it, roll it real tight (sighs) and Okay. Back to Christoph's letter. Right, sure. And I have another accident story. For me, it was an almost accident. Luckily, many moons or almost 10 years ago, my girlfriend and daughter were already in France for vacation and I was coming a week later with the car and the dogs. Okay. I left Vienna at night and was making quite some progress until one in the morning or so. I was driving on the German Autobahn, not too fast, maybe 75 miles per hour when I saw a truck and some people on the side of the highway. I was immediately alerted and took my foot off the accelerator. And then I saw to my horror, a dark car across the lanes of the highway and realized I was still too fast to stop in time. I thought this was it for my car and for this vacation. I'm surely going to crash, but I don't, I still don't know how I managed to pull this off. I went between the wrecked car and the divider of the highway without crashing. It wasn't your, it wasn't, you were just supposed to be fine. God or some higher power was like, let you go through. Not today, Christoph. Yep. I heard this voice. <laughs> you are free. Okay. I immediately stopped and called the police as this was clearly a dangerous situation. It turned out that the driver of the car was across the lane that was across the lanes had obviously fallen asleep behind the wheel and crashed his car, which was too damaged to move. With the other people who had stopped, we started to signal the oncoming traffic that there was an obstacle. And luckily, nothing happened until finally the police and an ambulance arrived to stop the traffic. I know being a first, not a first responder, meaning like you're not an EMT or police officer, but being the first one on a scene like that is super dangerous because no one's there to like assess. You know, like police put the flares up and start letting people know earlier and start moving debris and things like that. Right. But if you're like the first one after it happens, it's really scary. Oh, man. Um, I just saw online there was a car. So Big Bear Mountain is the mm-hmm. one uh, on the mountain behind Los Angeles. There's like a, a mountain range. But one of the peaks that has a dangerous road is Big Bear. Mm-hmm. And a car plummeted 200 feet. And you know the drive I'm talking about, right? It's That's those like twisty. my worst. I mean, so. Uh, in, it sorry. happened uh, two days ago. Jesus. Yeah. But it was a Tesla. And they went 200 feet down the the embankment. It was like a, a very steep. It wasn't just like go over. Yeah, and you're like. <laughs> yeah, this was like a cliff that they drove off of practically. The uh, Tesla didn't stop it? No, no. Good. What? They, they hydroplaned apparently. Uh, that's also in uh, the description. Uh, Teslas aren't bulletproof. No, but know? I just thought it would be like stop, but maybe it couldn't. Right. They're going too fast. I don't, I don't know. know, but it went over the, the edge and it landed on its nose. Uh-huh. And no one died inside. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. So, they got, you know, 200 feet. That's a wow. huge drop. I wonder if there's a couple of things. Number one, I wonder if it was safer because it wasn't a gas-powered car because it didn't, like, catch on fire. There Whoa. wasn't, like, any dripping or explosions or anything. And then, two, I wonder if 
because there's no engine in the front. It's the trunk. Right, right. So yeah, I'm the like, crumple zone. Well, it's a five-star crash rating yeah. on the Tesla. So wow. So, the hey. crumple zones are amazing, blah, blah, blah. I wonder what the car does when in you know when something like that's going on. I'd like you. to see the like what it looks like now, that oh, car. I can pull it up afterwards. Okay, we'll look yeah. at it. Okay. okay, anyways. So, um, so okay. An obstacle. On um, Oh, and these German words, the ones Leah gave you are certainly more complicated ones, but one thing is for sure in German. We like to add words together. Like Streichholzenschlotschlin for a small matchbox, or one of my favorites. Holy, that's all one word. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Don, don ad ampfer, ampfer, kapitan, which describes simply the captain. Capitan of the company that runs passenger ships on the Danube River. Well, see, here's the deal with German, and this is what I've come to find out from people setting things mm-hmm. in, is that it's not that they're it's a word for something. It's a run on sentence, and they just take all the spaces. They just out. put it all they together, just mash all the words together. That's what he said. They like to uh, add words together. Oh, he he just he said that. that. I think that's why you said that. Oh, maybe you heard it subconsciously. <laughs> it's so funny though. I was just talking, so I finally took some of our items. We have these really beautiful art pieces that we've received from friends or you found one online that you like and we've never gotten them framed frankly because we didn't have anywhere to hang them in the apartment and so they just kind of sat there and so I went and took them to this place today to get them framed and the lady who runs it is German and we were joking because she was talking about something in German and and how that word just makes so much more sense to her than an English word or whatever and I was like yeah but German it's like you guys don't want to go along with anybody else. Like, you know, the U.S. will be like, we call. I just saw this on TikTok is why I had mentioned it to her. I was like, you know, like in the U.S. We're like, oh, it's a hospital. And then, you know, down in Brazil, they're like, hospital. And, you know, in Italy, they're like, hospitale. Like, it's all very much the same. And then like German. And then they're like, Krakenhausen. <laughs> like, or Krakenhaus. You're like, why would you call everywhere else? It's hospital. <laughs> but you have to call it Krakenhaus. Anyway, they just, by the beat of their own drum, do their own thing. Okay, so that's the the captain of the company, you know, the ships on the Danube River. Mm-hmm. I might leave a speak pipe with the pronunciation, as I'm sure you'll just stumble across this. 100% just did that, so much appreciated. Anyways, our bathroom is almost done, thank the Lord. But we can use it, and the kitchen is still a disaster, but the fridge is working. Having a working fridge makes all the difference. When we had, even our house, when we first moved in, the kitchen was fine, but it was no fridge. And I was like, well, we can't even buy anything. Like non-perishables is, is a pretty limited thing. Crazy. Um, So I, oh, so the fridge is working so I can enjoy my Saturday evenings with a new OTDM and a cold beer. Hey. Sending loves and hugs from Austria. Yay. And I'm hopeful because this is back June 19th. I We're think still- we we have confirmation that his place has been completed. Oh, do we? Okay, good. And also I wondered because he um, he had some stomach issues and couldn't drink beer for a while. Oh. And so I'm hopeful that, Christoph, you have to let us know. Again, we'll catch up because we're only June 19th, but we are getting close. We're a month behind. We were two months, now we're one month. Slowly catching up? Slow, steady, steady as she goes. Okay. But I, hopefully he can drink beers again because that was a big bummer. Bummer, dude. Yeah, especially I think the Austrians are... are uh, Fairly much a beer drinking. Fairly nation. much. <laughs> I know I, those words didn't make sense together. 
Yeah. The Austrians are fairly much. Okay, next next oh, letter. <laughs> next one. No, but I think they are definitely, you know, avid beer drinkers. Yeah. Sean and I last weekend went down to Dripping Springs, which is just like south of Austin by like 15 minutes. Yeah, it was like 30, 20, I don't know. Anyway, so not not very far away. And I think next time we'll lift there because we weren't really prepared. I think we just didn't even know what we were getting into. But everybody had told us like there's beautiful like places to go where there's live music and barbecue and beautiful swimming hole. Yeah. And then there's like breweries and distilleries and wineries and all this stuff. And we're like, well, we'll just go check it out. What's Dripping Springs? What? I don't know. So anyway, we ended up at this place called Trinity Oaks. Wonderful property. You guys like 28 acres fucking beautiful these huge old oak trees and i put some of the photos of it on instagram as we were like experiencing it because it was just amazing and you get to walk the property and they have like an old delivery truck that's opened up and that's where this like stages for live music which i thought was very clever and cute and you sit under the old oak trees and have food or you can be inside ah, if it's those too ribs hot were amazing those ribs were fucking delicious they know how to do the barbecue and the queso with like the peppers and it was so, you guys delicious and then i had some cocktail because they make gin there they're known for their gin i had some like watermelon lime cocktail but it was del- it was very strong so that was like my first and last drink but it was delicious and you you had some like bourbon or something what was yeah it? i tried the little taster the flight oh yeah they did a like flight a little tiny of different whiskeys and bourbons. A quarter ounce of each one. It's excellent. It was amazing. But then we were like, <sighs> we need to drink some water, have some food, and then go home because we like couldn't. Yeah, you're not going to sit there. and We're not going to booze. We can't like leave our car. Anyway, we were like, we were not prepared for all of this excitement. But we will be back because it was beautiful. I just want to go to the swimming hole. It looks wonderful. I've only seen photos of it online. Yeah, I just looked it up too. I forget what it's called again. Hamilton? Hamilton I mean, Pool? I mean, right. Hamilton Springs? I think Hamilton Pool is what it was called. Okay. You guys, anyway, gorgeous. We're excited. There's lots to explore. Cool. Okay. Another letter. This is from Abby. Hi, Abby. And this is entitled Roommate Part Two and Tandem Bicycles. Oh. I'm already excited. It says, hello there, Sean and Katie. In my last letter, I shared the story of my roommate who turned the lights on at ungodly hours of the morning. Remember at like 6 a.m.? Right. And then when she would get home, she turned them on too late. She's like, I got to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. She's like, shut, shut your, you roll it real tight. You shut. I mentioned that there is more, more to the story of moving out. So here is that bit. Lay it on me. <clears throat> Since I was moving from the third floor to the second floor and there was no elevator, my godfather offered to meet me at school to help carry my belongings. That was nice of him. As a courtesy, I let my soon-to-be former roommate know a few hours in advance of when we were coming. When we got up there, we went in and started transferring boxes and such, and she didn't seem to be around, which was fine with me. It wasn't until the fourth or fifth trip I realized that she was in the room the whole time. That's weird. What a fucking weirdo. She'd been hiding under her comforter, not making a sound. She was definitely awake, though, because her her moving was how I noticed. What? My godfather she had... She'd, like, cut out little holes I for her know. eyes. <laughs> That's such <laughs> a Looking. weird way. Wouldn't you just be sitting up in your bed and be like, hey. like? But the thing about that, the funny thing... Maybe she was socially awkward. Well, I've, I've had moments, not necessarily anything like this, but you know moments when you choose to not let people know you're there 
because you're like, oh, I don't really want to have to deal with this or talk to these people. But then they take way longer than expected. And you're like, how long do I have to like hide over here? And then it's awkward. And then you're like, well, now I can't come out. It's like when you get into conversations with people for too long and you realize you can't ask for their name again and you have no idea who you're talking to. Mm. Things like that. So maybe that's what she did. She was like, but you were moving. There's no way in my brain, even as an awkward person that I am, to think that that would be a good idea because it's going to take hours for you to. And I'm going to have to pee or go on with the story. Okay, sorry. It's just so weird. Okay. So our godfather hadn't noticed her either until I told him. Needless to say, we were both pretty creeped out. The next evening, I went back up to do the checkout process with my RA just to prove that I hadn't damaged anything during my stay. And then the 24 hours that I had been out of the room, this girl had switched over what was my bed and dresser. Policy was that the RAs couldn't open anything containing personal property, so they had to take me at my word that nothing was damaged. All this creepy behavior made me even more glad that I moved. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with that person? Did... Was she, she like an only child and never went to real school, so doesn't like know how to interact with people? What? What? Why would you switch? So she'd already moved into your stuff. What? As someone who was in dorms for a long time, it's the same fucking shit. You have the same shit. There's one, there, like every dorm room I've ever been in is made out of the same shit. It's like, I don't know if anybody else can agree with me here, but it's like this light colored heavy duty wood that's it it's the same the dresser's like three or four drawers and everything's like really hardcore because i think people beat the shit out of them and you have beds that can be bunked or they'll put like these caps on them so they're not that's it two desks two dressers two beds pretty standard really pretty standard and then everything else is like up to you and your roommate like veronica and i hung sarongs over our blinds because it didn't keep the light out long enough for us sleepy sleepers yeah i woke up once uh i was posters in staff accommodations when i went to jasper alberta Mm -hmm. i had a lot of weird roommates uh was your furniture the same yeah yeah pretty much it was ours might have been a little older a little bit beat up but they were definitely bunk beds that you could stack but it probably been that and then it just hadn't been replaced where maybe in other Maybe in Pepperdine, they'd replaced it sooner. I, I woke up one night. I don't know. It's probably like uh, three in the morning. I had to work the, in the breakfast oh, shift the early or whatever. Shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wake up and there's, um, I, I I got the, 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 the creepy sense, you know, when your hair stands up on your neck. Sort yeah. Of I, I, I woke up. I'm like, something's, something's off. And I look and now I'm on the lower bed. Okay. There's four. There, there's oh, two so there's bunk two bed systems. Bunk yeah, beds. on one side of the wall and the other side, right? And mm-hmm. I'm on the side by the window. So the light, the moonlight is spilling in. Oh, the blinds were open? Okay. Yeah, sort of. Like, Enough. Whatever, I Enough forget what the curtain situation was. But anyways, um, there's light coming into the room, but mm-hmm. it's it's not terribly bright. And uh, I get a sense that there's Like someone in the room something's or something's off. off? Yeah, and I look over. And there's a dude sitting on the bunk beds across from me, with his yeah. legs dangling, yeah, with his shades on, and he's smoking a cigarette. At three in the morning. Yes. And is I'm he just like, like a drunk or high or something? He had to be. I don't know who this person is. Oh, it's not like it's not like your roommate. Well, sitting. I just moved in that week, so oh, I didn't know if I had roommates or not. Oh, so you w- went to sleep all by yourself, and then you woke up. Woke with up a to pers- a dude in the room smoking a cigarette. You got to wake up easier, baby. You should hear somebody coming in. Well. <laughs> He goes, hey, hey, how's it going? And I was like, what? 
Are you good? here to kill me? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Call 911. This is before cell phones. I know, this is right? back in the day, right? You're like, blow your rape whistle. What are you dreaming about? And I was like, uh, I got to work in the morning, man. Hey, I'll, I'll be here when you get up. Well, fuck, I'm not going to sleep now, right? <laughs> so I got up and I went down to the, it's a public, or not public, but a shared bathroom on uh-huh. the dorm floor. Yep. And then uh, I, I didn't go back to my room. I, I might have gone to PJ's room or something, you know, because yeah. I had a key. But I was like, I don't know who the hell. No, PJ wasn't there yet. Where did I go? Maybe just sat in the lobby area or yeah, like a shared like, living room. Anyways, it was the like strange thing. Living room. Hey, what are you dreaming about? Fucking, I don't know. I'm going to have nightmares now. You Also, why would you be... Uh, first of all, I mean, I know probably the timing and smoking inside was fine, but like... Why are you wearing sunglasses? Yeah. First of all, what are you doing staring at me? Who are you? And if you <laughs> if you got in later, so let's say he was... Was he your roommate? Did you find out? Uh, actually, I never saw him again. So I don't know if he... Did you imagine it, you think? No, no, I asked. Okay. Uh, and there was someone who was living there, but they then had moved, you know... Oh. On to maybe a different uh, cabin. Maybe or that was his last day or something. He was maybe just checking to make sure he got everything. Out. I don't know. At three in the morning. Now. Very weird. There was a lot of strange encounters in Jasper. Though. Well, didn't they say it's haunted and shit? Oh, yeah. Jasper Park Lodge is haunted. Now, it wasn't haunted by some stoner, you know, in the 90s. <laughs> With sunglasses, yeah, smoking a cigarette. I think he was just moving rooms or something. Yeah. Or, uh, you but know. wouldn't you, like, you'd see someone sleeping, you'd be like, oh, come back in the morning. Like, at three in the morning, I'm not about to light up a cigarette. And then when the person that I'm like disturbing stirs and wakes up, be like, what you dreaming about? Yeah. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was just getting no. some stuff. Cause then at that point you'd be, you'd be startled and you'd be like, Oh, that's okay, man. Just get what you got and get out kind of thing. Yeah. He was a weird dude. Um, fucking weird. But I, I don't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper park lodge, everybody. That was a strange place. If you were in Jasper park lodge in the early nineties, please report yeah. back and let us know who that was. That's mm. creepy. Mm. Okay. So I'd be happy that I moved out too. Cause that girl sounds like a total creep or creep creep and just fucking weird. No social etiquette at all. Like I'm not the best in social situations, but like, I know that's fucking weird. Why would you just pull up your comforter? Like maybe if I was in my pajamas, I might like sit in bed and have it over my, you know, like if I, I'm like, Oh, they caught me in my underwear or something. But like then when they go out with the stuff, I'd be like, I better put some clothes on, make myself more presentable. Right. That girl's weird. Okay. On another note, moving, we're shifting gears. In a recent episode, Sean was talking about bicycles built for two or tandem bikes. I have a bit of personal experience riding them. Oh. After my dad was in a rather serious biking accident. Don't worry. He's okay. Okay, okay. good. Thank you. Sometimes I, people will send in things and they won't tell me how things have gone. Or like I'll be watching a TikTok. For instance, there was one where this cat, I think I sent it to you. This cat is trying to kill a fly things I watch in the middle of the night and its ears flattened down and it's creeping over its heads going sideways along like a coffee table. And you see the fly on like a piece of like mail or something. And it does the little with its mouth. And you're like, it's about to kill somebody. And its little paw comes up and then the video cuts. And I was like, where the fuck? What did the fly fly away? Did the cat get it and eat it? Like what happened? TikTok cliffhangers. Right. And the top comment was like, well, you can't leave us hanging. What happened? Who won? The fly lost. I'm waiting for, sure. for the update. Yeah. Okay. So bicycle is okay. My stepmom decided that she wanted to go out on the road with him while he biked. So they bought a tandem road bicycle. 
I've ridden on the back of a couple, or I've ridden on the back a couple of times. And the trickiest thing to get used to is leaning with the bike. Yeah, because you're connected. So you can't like do your own thing. Like we'd have to, it's like motorcycles. You say you have to lean with you. That's what you said to me. If you ride on the bike, the back. Yeah, you don't want your passenger actually doing anything. But I'm supposed to just hold on to you and let you do that. I yeah, like go exactly. with it, yeah. with you. I don't like do my own thing. Yeah. Right? I'm never riding on it, but just in, you know, just to make sure I'm not giving people false it's, information. It's a really eerie feeling when someone is uncomfortable riding on your motorcycle. If you have two people, mm-hmm. the person behind you, if they're if they're not comfortable and if they're doing weird things with their body. Well, you're like, we could die, man. Yeah. I mean, I've I've ridden them a couple times with my dad. And he just said, hold on tight. And I was little. So like he, my dad was like 200 and whatever pounds. So it was like, he, I was going to do what he was doing anyway. Yeah. And then I was like, never again. One time when we were in Jasper, <laughs> <laughs> my buddy Eric Jubinville had a motorcycle. Uh, it was a Honda 600. And okay. it was a really cool crotch rocket. Mm-hmm. Awesome bike. And I really wanted one. You see it and you're like, man, you know, when you're a young guy, you know, uh, these motorcycles, they really call to you. <laughs> I mean, if you're into them, cause I've known like my brother would never own a my, uh, motorcycle. Yeah. Well, this called to me and, uh, Eric had experience riding, uh, street bikes. I did not have experience riding street bikes, but I had some bike experience and I like motorcycles. So one day he's like, Hey, you want to go for a rip? We're going to, I'm just going to go for a good drive. I think we we're going to go to uh, horseshoe Lake or something like mm-hmm. that and come back. So just a, a, a rip up the freeway and then a rip back. So I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, be cool. I'll go for a ride. I jump on the back of, the, of his bike, you know. And uh, now, when you're when you're, I used to go riding with my my dad, right? Uh-huh. And you, you hold on, you hold yeah. on to your, yes. your dad's waist. But Eric and I were like uh, two uh, two young guys, and I didn't know if he'd be uncomfortable with me like holding on to him. Like, well, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Well, yeah. So, I, or I, did you hold on to the side? I've seen some people riding where they hold yeah, on to the side. Yeah, there's little bars, but not on this Honda. Oh, so, okay. so I have my hands loosely around his waist, you know. And, you could uh, fall off the back. You better hold on. <laughs> so, anyways, we're flying along, and he's he's going pretty quick, and so I'm I'm holding a little tighter, you know, closer. I'm inching up before, on Eric before you know you're like <laughs> I'm right on his back. You've you know? engulfed him. Yeah, yeah, like Dumb and Dumber, you know. And uh, when he pees, just go, man, and he then he's frozen to his back. Exactly. <laughs> I forgot but, about that. But I, as we're flying, he he really opens up the bike, and we're we're zipping along like eighty miles an hour, ninety miles an hour. No, way faster than that. That's so dangerous. Oh, oh God, way faster than that. So as we're flying along, an 18-wheeler or a transport uh, is coming in the other mm-hmm. direction, and it's a two-lane highway. Mm-hmm. And I can see it. Oh, the wind is going to hit. Fit. You're going to get hit with that. Well, no, because the bike is pretty aerodynamic, right? Okay. But I the just mis- know that. Mm-hmm. So as, we're, as, as the, the, the truck is coming, we, we pass it. And the wind between the two of us, the the air is displaced. But because I wasn't holding very tightly to Eric, there was a pocket between the two of us. It felt like like the 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 air buffeted me. It, it knocked oh. us, and the bike got squirrely. Oh no! I thought we were gonna crash. I thought the bike was going down. Eric does not stop the bike. We keep going. He pulls over about five minutes later. Gets off the bike and he's shaking. So scary, <laughs> right? Says, Buddy, we almost ate it back there. Like. It was hold on really tight. You know, I was like, yeah, I didn't want to, you know, make you uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, what makes me uncomfortable is when my butthole puckers. Because <laughs> I think we're going to eat it. Oh, man, we we rode back, snugged up really tight. Uh, but that was a that was a close call. Well, the that's the bike you... got really squirrely, though. Like it, it 
it well because really, the air buffeted like yeah and you know and I, I, the way I was ho- I was holding on to him and and I got knocked by the air so you pulled and him I pulled and then him I'm sure and he it was a yeah we if if it had, if temp- Eric was not a better Sean tempted fate yet again yeah and I lived to tell the story so mm-hmm. a lesson to all you out there you know hold on tight hold on don't think that you're gonna creep him out yeah just if you hold say on you're tight. gonna ride on the back hold on tight that's it get snugged up snug up on there okay so bicycle built for two um but the hardest part is to get used to leaning with the bike Mm. my first instinct was to lean my body in the opposite direction that the bike is turning but that messes with the balance and turning mechanics instead the back passenger has to lean with the tilt yeah which makes you feel you're gonna fall over it's because your equilibrium is telling you to sit up you're like no straight straight and (laughs) which feels scary at first. Like you tip the whole thing over. But once I got used to it, I thought it's big fun. Or once I got used to it though, it's big fun. Sorry. I read that very poorly as always loving the pod. Have a great week, Abby. Thanks Abby. Thank you, Abby. That's though. There are certain things that like are counterintuitive that you have to do in order for it to actually work. Yeah. But yeah, motorcycles are not my thing. Like Sean's had a motorcycle forever since before we met. Oh, here's and a hot tip. I will if, never ride on it. If uh, if you don't want your spouse to ride a motorcycle, get something Italian because it'll just sit there and never work. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that about Italian people. I'm talking about the motorcycle. The bikes, yeah. the bikes themselves. Yeah. The, the, the bike that hardly runs. That's my fault for not maintaining it. But I've made myself a promise that this year is the year that I, uh, I'm going to treat it like a project. I'm going to tear it down in the garage. I'm going to get it back up and running and you know, yeah, he, he needs projects. He gets excited and that's fine. I have no problem with it. I just, I'm never going to, I have no interest. Never. Oh, just around the block. We won't, we don't have to get on the freeway or anything. We'll just go drive around a little bit. I have to put on full leathers. I'll have to put on your leather suit. <laughs> no, we got rid of it. Remember? Oh, we did. We gave it to Goodwill. Yeah. There's somebody at Goodwill who's Somebody's dressed like a doing power a dance. ranger. <laughs> like you in the live streams. Yeah. That was good. That was good. A lot of people save that video. She lives on. Yeah. Not my finest moment on the internet, but I think uh, Billy saved it. I also think maybe Carly or Allie saved it. Yeah, I think Carly posted it on YouTube. Yeah, somebody else had it too. Very funny. Yeah. Okay. What was that for? Why did we do that? When we hit like a hundred thousand likes or something. Remember? Because it was you now. Oh yeah, in a live stream, a hundred thousand mm-hmm. likes. That's a lot. That of was likes. crazy. Remember when we used to? I used to stream like five days a week. That was exhausting. I'll be honest. If I try to do that these days, my old haggard self would just. Croak. You're not old and haggard. I feel like it lately. Which is why I'm like, I'll make a video about what's going on with me. Because I feel like the peoples need to know. I'm going to tell the peoples. Okay. Moving on. It's our good old friend, Ben. Ben is back. I always, I love when people have the same avatar across all their things. Because then I know it's them. Like I see Ben in the, um, on Patreon. And also in the questions for the podcast, my podcast, I see him in that. And, I, and I'm like, I know who he is. There it is, his little avatar. Yeah, okay. he's on Discord. He's uh, everywhere. He's in the OTDM Discord. And it always cool. is the same. Yep. What is it? Oh, it's a, a like a cell tower, mm-hmm. like a broadcast. Which is perfect. The old RKO uh-huh. logo. Radio this is, tower. Th- we, we're getting, I'm excited. So this is another one. First car accident. Oh. So we're getting a lot of those now because we're catching up with things says, hello, Katie and Sean. My first car accident happened rather late in life for me. I had finally managed to purchase a car that I had been looking forward to owning for a long time. Oh, that's a bummer that then there was an accident. And I was so excited. I had the car for a month. 
and was stopped at a traffic light when I suddenly hear someone behind me honking their horn. My immediate thought was that that person was extremely impatient. All of a sudden, I hear a loud thunk. It is weird. My, I was in my mom's car. She had this Mercury Cougar back in the day. This red, it was a pretty like race car and racy Stacy. But one of the guys I went to school with, Tyler Hamilton was his name. He hit us in the parking lot. And I've never been rear-ended because I haven't been in that knock on wood. I haven't been in many accidents. But the thunk you hear, that like punk into your car is such a strange noise. And you're like, what happened? Oh my God, I was hit. It takes like a second to figure it out. My brand new car, only a bit over a month old. Ugh. What had happened to it? I was turning left. And as soon as the light turned green, I pulled over to the side of the road, waiting to see the impatient car go flying past me. They pulled in front of me. I was still thinking that they were being impatient. And I called 911. So they sent an officer over. And while waiting, the person came out of the vehicle and walked over to my car. I rolled my window down just to crack to see what they had to say. Turns out, the vehicle's brakes had failed, and the person tried to use the emergency brakes but couldn't stop in time. That's why they were honking. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Because they're like, look out. I can't stop. I looked at the damage after a bit, and it really was only a scratch. I got the insurance information, filed the claim, and they quickly determined that I was 0% at fault, which was a big deal in Virginia, where if you're at fault for 1%, then you share in the liability. Really? That's an interesting law. Yeah. I don't know what the laws are in Texas, but in Washington, it was like, I don't even know that. That's a weird question. I actually don't know the percentage breakdown. I have to ask my mom. Yeah. California is no fault, I believe. That's why I, I think Washington's the same. I think some people, it's their fault. <laughs> some people, it's definitely their fault. Some people don't know how to drive yeah. a fucking car. But when I got in my first accident with Sarah Parker in the car and when yeah. I was turning left and I like bunked into someone we just paid her cash because i went to school with her and my parents knew a little hush hush money small town well they were just like we won't go through insurance just pay to replace the it was like she needed to get part of it repainted a new bumper it was like four hundred dollars or something so my dad just wrote him a check but that like that was definitely my fault but i don't know i don't know what the rules were i was clearly the bad driver (laughs) okay So he didn't have to share in the liability. So that's awesome. Got the car repaired to tip top shape soon and have continued to drive the car ever since. Perfect. With few problems. Thank you guys for all you do, Ben. Of course. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for sending in your your stories. Yep. I love the stories. Okay. I'm going to have a little water and then we're going to move on to our next letter. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. We're doing good. Making Making, a way in the world today. Making some progress. Okay. This one's from Vanessa. And it is entitled Sibling Story. I lost my brother. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hola, Katie Sean and the OTDM family. I am a new writer and wanted to introduce myself before sharing a sibling story. Okay. But before I do, I wanted to say that I love both of the podcasts, a.k.a. to help me cope with my mental illness. I frequently talk about Katie to my therapist. Well, Katie says dot, dot, dot. Or I remember when Katie said, I love that. (laughs) And OTDM for some background noise for an adventure, never knowing where the podcast is going to take us. I know. We never know where we'll end up. My name is Vanessa. I'm 28 years old and from Des Moines, Iowa. I have my bachelor's in social work. That's awesome. And I'm also Mexican and Honduran. So I speak Spanish as well. And no good cuisine. Yeah. Ooh. 
Oh yeah. We have in Texas because it's like a particular type of Mexican food, not Tex-Mex. Yeah. Tex-Mex, which comes with like queso and certain things. My Uber driver in LA, when she was driving me to the airport, she spoke Spanish primarily and I was doing my best to try to speak Spanish with her and she was doing her best to speak English with me. It was, it was a joint effort and we had a good conversation, but she was asking, first of all, if a lot of people in Texas speak Spanish and I was like, see, and then she was asking what the food is like here. And I was like, Oh, we have what's called Tex-Mex. She's like, I've heard of Tex-Mex. It's wet. And she, she was like, what is the difference? And I was like, well, if you get a burrito, it's always like a wet burrito where in LA you have to decide. It's like they have the option, but it's not like everything comes with sauce. And I was like, also, we have an amazing thing called queso. And she was like, oh, me gusta queso. Like, I love queso. So good. And I was like, yes. And then what else? Oh, I said there's not as much of like the avocado fish taco type of thing that's like Baja, that's Baja. based. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, and um. She is from outside of Mexico City originally, um, but in the country, not like close to the city, like hour out. And she was like, oh, we we do a lot of like classic Mexican dishes, like carne asada, like basic stuff that we would always think is like a Mexican dish. Um, but anyway, she was very curious about it. And it was kind of fun to practice my Spanish a little bit. I think that there are there are subtle differences mm-hmm. in Hispanic cuisine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latin American cuisine specifically, like every country does. Mm-hmm. Well, like, there's mole and not everybody does mole. Yeah. Just like when you say, oh, I like Middle Eastern food. Yeah. But what kind of Middle Eastern yeah. food do you like? Lebanese food? Oh, I love Lebanese Lebanese food, food is the best. It's That's delicious. the only right answer. Uh, Iraqi is very good. I don't think I've had that, even though I know Lamar's mom has made yeah. some stuff. I don't know if I ever... I love Persian food. Persian food's good, but it's a little too sweet. They use that rose water. I don't like rose water. Well, I don't eat... The, I. I don't judge it just by like the sweets Mm -hmm. because a lot of Persian food doesn't have, it has a lot in the sweets. They use a lot of pistachio, which I love honey and rose water. Yeah. And the rose water can be a little too floral, but, um, or or like aromatic kind of, I don't know. how. But the other middle Eastern cultures, it's just the Persians. I think that use rose water heavily. Mm -hmm. The other middle Eastern nations, uh, the Arabic ones, not the Persian ones. Mm -hmm. I think they, they, they kind of shy away from that, but Anyways, fantastic cuisine, but every country does it a little differently, yep. which is really fun. Because, Same with Latin America. Yeah, you know, you, you get little subtle differences. Like, what's your pupusa made with? You know, how, how no, are you? No, pupusas are, at least you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but pupusas are specifically from El Salvador. Oh, really? It's an El Salvadorian thing. Oh. Solamente El Salvador. <laughs> um, I'd have to ask Rocio about that, but I think because that's okay. like, her, I love that's the jam. Oh, for Rocio's, was her 40th mm. birthday? We went to that pupusaria. Oh my God, it was so good. Right. But it's funny in L.A., you have to go to like the areas where there's a lot of people from El Salvador or Mexico to get the like legit shit. And there's also some like taco trucks in L.A. that are fucking delicious. I think all uh, food Mm -hmm. from Latin America is amazing. It's delicious. It is one of the greats. I actually like all food. I like all food. Yeah. Like I, it's funny because when I was going to Cheryl's, but you never hear like, Hey, let's go get Canadian food. Do you, you never hear that. Like, uh, you do hear about poutine. I mean, people talk about poutine a lot and smoked meat. Yeah. But you don't hear like, they don't say Canadian food. Right. Yeah. I mean, but you do hear, let's go get some Mexican in Canada. People also (laughs) don't say, let's go get British food either. Just in your defense. No, that's true. So, but it's funny. Um, when I, when Cheryl, was like saying, oh, stay with me when you come and it will be good for us to get to know each other and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I'm going to order some groceries and some things. You know, do you, 
are you like a vegetarian, a vegan? Because in LA, a lot of people, and everywhere around the world, and she's like, do you have any uh, allergies? And she's asking all this stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I do not discriminate. I eat all foods. I like all foods. And she was like, me too. Um, but she's mostly a pescatarian. She doesn't eat a ton of like, she said red meat. She doesn't eat a ton of, but, um, but all food, that's a cool thing about traveling. And what I miss is actually different cuisines. Because oh, even yeah. in Scotland, we went to, was it Glenfiddich? Oh, yeah, we had and haggis. Haggis was Ooh. delicious. It, it really was, And right? everybody has their own version. Uh-huh. And we wanted to taste it everywhere they offered it. And Montreal, smoked meat peats still haunts my dreams, and I can't wait to go back. And I really want to do, like, the orange julep, because I don't think we ever ended, even though you're like, it's, it reminds me of orange Julius back in the day, and I'm pretty same sure thing. it's the same thing. But, you know, I want to do the thing, go get a steamy again. It's been years since we've been downtown and got a steamy which is a hot dog, you guys, that's steamed. There's just, there's always every location, even if it's not something that in a city people are like, I really want Canadian food or this particular thing. It's still when you go to a place, you get to like really experience it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Hmm. Like in France, Paris was so. Oh boy, the French know how to cook, don't they? Whew. Fuck yes, they do. It was delicious. <clears throat> and not like a French bakery. Oh, the, the, the hotel we stayed in, the Grand Pagale, beautiful and downstairs was this amazing bakery and it would wake us up in the morning at five o'clock in the morning i would wake up to this smell and then i would float above the bed and And your legs would start moving you downstairs float along that scent wave (laughs) it's like a cartoon oh it was so good like when the dog floats towards it you know i couldn't help myself it was so good you guys and they even made really amazing sandwiches remember we went to the store and got like a bottle of wine i picked up two sandwiches Mm mm-hmm and we ate out on the little, uh, what should we call it? Balcony. Or it was. Ugh, I want to go back. I can't. I hope somebody needs to just destroy COVID because it's ruining everything. I know. And this new variant. I know. And Australia's back in lockdown. Well, what's going to happen? Because there's going to be another variant after this variant. I know. My my folks in Melbourne and stuff are really bummed because today they went into like or last week they went into like code five. But I think we're allowed to travel back five. to Canada right now, or as of August 9th. Um, Should we just book a trip and go for like a week or something? Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do because I'm afraid they're going to close it again. And what if we won't be able to go? I know. And Simon says, ah, 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 the government didn't let you. you I know, know. But then do we have to quarantine? Okay. We'll stop talking. No pit of despair. Pull out of it. <laughs> the plane comes back. <laughs> we were in a nosedive there for a second, weren't we, folks? Let's get back into Vanessa's story. Right. We went off on a tangent when she says she's also Mexican. I know. Honduran. And then all of a sudden we're, we got really excited about food. I'm sorry. She speaks Spanish. But now she's from Honduras. Or? She's Mexican and Honduran. So, okay. but she's from Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, do you say Des Moines or Des Moines? Des Moines. But I, I, I want to hear from a person from that. Please let us know, Vanessa. Des Moines. Des Moines. It's French. Des Moines. I know, but people in America don't always say things properly when it comes to. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> There's so many things like Lacroix. Right. Is Lacroix. But people like the bubbly water. Everybody's like, "Give me some Lacroix," and Sean's like, "It drives me crazy because it's pronounced Lacroix because it's French." Well, there's some really funny things along the border in Quebec. Um, There's a place called uh, uh, Ossible Chasm, okay, Okay. and like in French, it's it's a French word, Osable. Okay. Okay, like and but what's that mean? uh, At the sands. Okay. Um, And so, but like the English people pronounce like the French people and the French people people pronounce it as if they're English. It's so strange. Oh, funny. Yeah, it's just like, 
Ozable chasm au sable. But the, the English people get it right, which is so strange. But that's the interesting thing about Quebec for me is the, the Quebecois meets like the Anglophone Francophone. Yeah. Because even though. I could be getting this wrong, by the way. It's been like. Yeah, a long years. time. <laughs> but I think in general, I see stuff like that. Yeah. Because. Like Sault Ste. Marie. They would know? never. This is like a. I feel like this is like a lesson for people across the world. But in Quebec specifically, they're at odds a lot like the, the there's like francophone like separatists and you know what i mean not to get pol- political at all but like there's it can be a lot like anglophone versus francophone yeah. like put them up put them up but they're very much alike and the way that they speak is very similar in a lot of ways so it's like even though they want to say we're so divided you're actually pretty much the fucking same and the most people do get along but there's always those crazy person that runs for office that's like you know viva la france well or something. yeah some people use divisive nature or divisive uh, you don't say yeah uh, <laughs> divisiveness to, to get their to, to to win an election but uh in truth there's nothing like being in a society that has multiculturalism I know, because you beautiful. get great food you get great music you, the arts collide it's really exciting that's like new york la there Quebec. is nothing more boring than being in a plain vanilla area oh my god where like nothing like you know um in germany the barrel star Oh. oh no! But in Germany, where where Jürgen Nogai lives, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in Bre- Bremen. In Bremen. Bremen. And Jürgen's a, a hippie, you know, and so he he you like he loves the world, and so in Bremen it used to be so boring, you know. But then we had, and not to get political, but they had a, a big wave of illegal immigration, and mm-hmm. then there was also immigration, but a lot from the Middle East and from North Africa. And their food's delicious now. He said, you know, and he's kind of a dog. And he's like, you know, I used to be in, I'd go to the gym and it's the same ladies. Same, you know? same. Yeah, they all look they the look same They all look like Jürgen, you know, they got long hair. He's a hippie, <laughs> long hair and they, they're they Germans. Now he's been you know? dating a lot. But he says, you know, and, and these people move in and, and there's this woman and she's like six foot two and she's really dark and exotic. You know, he like, finds like, her so exotic. Yeah, he's like, oh my goodness. He's so, you know, our town is alive now. We've got great food and different looking yeah, people. culture and, and he's so stoked. Different arts. And, and he's, he's an artist, so. That's his jam. And I think that's, there's truth in that though, that, you know, when you have a melting pot, it's so much more dynamic as long as you're not importing hate, you know, like 100%. uh, It's like come immigrate or come to some area to, to make your life better and to be better. Um, But it's funny when Jurgen was showing us and then I'll get back into Vanessa's, sorry, Vanessa, we went off on a whole tangent, but when he was showing us his, we might've already talked about this, but his photo albums, because we went over to his house to visit and we'll have to go back whenever yeah. we can anyway. And, um, Tishon's like, he's such a dog. Like he's, he's a very, uh, he enjoys women and enjoys being in relationships. And so almost every time he flipped a page, you guys and showing us different photos of him with long hair, the hippie days of like the sixties or seventies, right? he was a super good looking guy. Yeah, he's yeah. still a nice looking man. No, but like as a young fellow traveling yeah, around like Europe, a strapping his, young man in his VW van. Yeah. I traveling mean, through Europe and yeah. Flipping pages. Oh, here I am with my, my Volkswagen bus. This is like 68. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, this, this is another, this is one of my girlfriends. And then he turns the page. He's like, ah, this, this is another girlfriend. And they're like totally different. It's not <laughs> it the same one at all. And he's a like, book of his oh, girlfriends. Oh, and this girlfriend, her father, like it was like all these little stories. Oh, 
and this is a different girlfriend every page you guys and it killed me and i but he wasn't saying it i don't think he realized how funny it was to me he wasn't doing it because he was a dog he was just like this he was just telling us his story he's like oh and then we were over here doing this thing and this is when i went with this girlfriend on this trip and then this other girlfriend and i'm like are this all in the same year like how quickly is there these quote-unquote girlfriends uh, oh he kills me yeah good guy he's such a good guy i miss him Okay, Vanessa, I promise you we'll get back. We're back. So now onto that sibling story. Sibling story. I lost my brother, my side. Every August, except last year, of course, we have the Iowa State Fair. My younger brother, who I think is was 12 or 13 at the time, and I was 17 or 18, wanted to go on the slides where you use the rug to go down. That's my favorite. The plastic slides. And we didn't have rugs. That's fancy. We had burlap sacks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's kind of a slide that does this. Yes. Yeah. And it like, when you get up, you're like fully static electricity. You like touch somebody and like, yeah. <laughs> but that of all of them is like my favorite ride, which I know isn't really a ride. I love it. Okay. I'm a fan. Okay. It says, um, wanting to go on the slides where you use the rug to go down. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> So I stay, I really jumped the gun on that one. I'm sorry. I really stayed near the exit of the ride with my boyfriend at the time. We noticed that a, a round of that game where you shoot water into the, uh, the spinning hole was about to start. Okay. Yeah. Cause you have like that shooter that shoots the stream of water. Uh, we went to the other side of where the slide was and watched one round, which in my defense was only a few seconds. We walked back to the exit of the slide and realized that we couldn't find my brother. Okay, this is making me feel so much better because I lost my brother. Oh. I was like, oh my God, he passed away. I'm so sorry. But I realized we had to read the story. I jumped the gun. I apologize again. I, um, I looked around and nothing. I even looked at the nearby rides and games thinking he went off to do something else after that or um, that he found and decided to join our parents. But nope. We met up with them and my mom and dad asked where my brother was. And I told them that I thought he was with them. We spent a good 10 to 15 minutes walking around trying to find him, maybe even more. We even checked the location where we talked about before, oh, about it being the if I ever get lost spot. That's very smart. And still nothing. Eventually, a security officer found my mom and told her that my brother was in a location where children who get lost go to. <laughs> I have a story about this. My mom went to grab my brother and I would be silly to think that this would be the end of the story or the end of it. Still, to this day, 10 to 11 years later, my brother brings this story up and says that I lost him and blames me for his separation anxiety. <laughs> I jokingly tell him that he's welcome since this scenario helped him get a cell phone. Mm. Right? He owes you. Thanks for reading my email. I hope you enjoyed the story. I also have an injury story, which also includes my brother, if you're interested. With so much love, in. Vanessa. We are very interested. Love a good injury story, as long as it ends well. I don't want to hear, you know. Yeah, I love all all the stories. Send it in. Yeah. Please, please, please. So I, and I'm, I don't know if I've, again, you guys, we've been hanging out for a long time. So if I'm repeating myself, that's just what you get. And I apologize. Or maybe I make no apologies. Just deal with it. I got lost at Wild Waves, which oh. is like the local, it's probably like an hour from where I grew up or like a half hour. Um, it was a local water park. It was Wild Waves and Enchanted Village. It's always an enchanted something. I love that place. But man. it's just a facade. I mean, the enchantment the, is a facade behind it. It's just. Oh, but they make it feel very enchanted. Like, cause it's in the woods. Mm -hmm. Like, cause it's in Washington. We got lots of trees. Oh. So it, it really does feel enchanted. Ours is like in a parking lot of a 
you know, a strip oh, yeah, mall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not, and it's the like. The enchanted it's, parking lot. <laughs> ours is always there. It's like built into it. So it's like into the mountain slash hills oh, okay. and, and the trees. It's it's not far off the freeway, but it's really, I loved it as a kid. It was like so amazing. And I always wanted to go there for my birthday, but my birthday was in October, which is, you know, you just never knew if it's going to be hot or cold. It can take a turn in Washington. Anyway, I I don't know. And my mom might correct me and be like, that's not all what happened, which usually happens on this podcast, by the way. Thanks, mom. Um, but I got lost at Wild Waves once. And I don't know how I got separated, but I ended up in the place where the kids go when they're lost. And it was all fine because being the astute kid that I was, very adult for my age, I went and found somebody and said, I'm lost. I need to find my mom. I'm lost. <laughs> Help me. And they helped me. But I did the thing where you're like, wait, are they here? And I walked. And then I remember, I don't know if it's my mom or my teacher. Like if you walk and keep moving, you're better just to stand still because if you're both moving, the chances of you being in the right. same place get lower and lower. So I just like stood still for a while. I looked at the places and then I asked somebody to help me and I went to, and then they were like, Carrie, your daughter, <laughs> your daughter is lost. And she came and got me. Um, I was such a little shit when I remember going to the shopping mall, like the stuff that, you know, you're like, what a, what a little oh, shitty yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, one time, like was, way to give your parents a heart attack. Yeah. Once I, or not once uh, frequently, Many what times. I would do is, you know, when you're small enough, you can get into smaller spaces mm -hmm. and I'd always hide in the clothing racks. Oh, me too. 100%. Yeah. And your parents are looking for you. You can like, watch people as they look through clothes. You're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did that too when I was little. Oh, what a what a shitty thing to do. You know? Oh yeah, my aunt Rhonda. They still... call your name and you don't come out. You're uh -huh. like just hiding. I know what a dickwad, right? Why did we do that? One time I stole a tricycle. Well, I was that in the just toy, took a turn. I was in the toy section, <laughs> and uh, I remember going to ride this out. <laughs> I must have been like three or four, but I spotted a cherry cherry red tricycle mm. with white tires. And white pedals and white grips. I still remember this tricycle to this day. Clearly, it's like embedded in your brain. Come to think of it, it looks like my Ducati. Kind of does. Uh, Maybe just upgraded. White tires. Yeah, uh, upgrade. So anyways, I it it was, you know how they put bicycles in uh, toy sections? At, I don't know, whatever store I was at. But they're kind of like on racks. Bicycles go on racks and they're kind of on an angle. Yes, yes. This was on the showroom floor. Oh, it was not it in was the rack. It was not on the rack. So you didn't so have to I, have someone come unlock and like let the no. thing down so you can pull it out. But I broke loose from uh, my parents, like knowing, like, cause we had passed it and I saw like, it I want that. and then they kept walking and then I kind of took Look a turn. Look at you, little turd. Oh yeah. And I circled back around. I got on the thing and I took off. I was flying. Pedaling. Cut for to, the cut door. To actual footage. It's like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the, come to think of it, the store people probably leave the bike out because they, they like to see the kids jump on it and run away. Probably. But I made it out of the store and I was in the mall. Oh, it's inside the mall. So yeah, you didn't yeah, even yeah. leave like an outside door. No, no, no. I, I took off like into the mall with the with the darn tricycle. Wow, that's hilarious. I was gone. I was gone. <laughs> I don't know how I don't I don't remember like bringing how they it caught back you or, or how they caught me. You clearly got back. Yeah. You clearly are here. Yeah. You weren't gone. So. Right. I probably didn't make it that far. I, I used to hide inside the clothing racks. I think I told the story, but my aunt Rhonda and my mom were like at Sears because that was one of the only stores at our mall. And I hid in it. And my aunt Rhonda still tells the story. because She's like that little shit. When I get her, I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna spank her stupid because you get so worried slash frustrated. And so I don't know. I think it was my mom, but maybe it was my aunt Rhonda had the genius idea because there was a woman coming with a big bunch of balloons 
because part outside of our Sears store was like a party store. So mm-hmm. I think someone was like coming through with stuff. And my mom, they'd been looking for me, like going through racks. And I was like, and they're like, Katie. And I'm like, what a, what a dickwad. Anyway, my mom was like, follow the balloon. She loves balloons. She's going to come out. She's going to see it because she'll oh. see it through the top. And sure enough, I guess little like three, four-year-old Katie's like, balloons. <laughs> and they're like, Ksh. I think I had to wear a harness after them. Okay. So problem solved. Do we have time for one more letter? How yeah, are we doing? Sure. Okay. This is from Ariana. Hello. And it says OTDM letter words to pronounce. You guys are really testing me. And Sean doesn't even play along. I don't fair. like to be embarrassed. I don't mind it. I don't mind it so much. It says, hey, Katie and Sean, I'm Ariana and I'm also from Cologne, Germany, oh. just like Leah. But I'm currently living in. It's pronounced Cologne, but. Uh. <laughs> I'm currently living in Bielefeld. Bielefeld. I'm not sure how you say it. Because I study and work there. I haven't listened to all of the podcast episodes yet. So I don't know if you've ever talked about it. But this is the city people always claim it wouldn't exist. And think that's funny. When in fact it's getting annoying to some point. Because it always happens when people clearly don't know anything else to say. And then there's an awkward moment where you pretend to be laughing. <laughs> and then nobody finds another topic to, to talk about. Love it. Not. I don't understand. So It's a town that's not supposed to exist. I don't it's care. the city people claim it wouldn't always claim it wouldn't exist hmm. by Lefeld, Does it mean something that I don't understand? Okay. Anyways, I don't really have a story to tell, but hearing you pronounce some German words make me think about the language that I'm currently learning, which is Finnish. Oh, <laughs> very useful. There are a lot of, uh, of nations around the world Lots that speak Finnish, umlauts. you know, uh, like Finland. Fi- yeah. Finland. And where else do they speak Finnish? My teacher always says that we can't really pronounce something wrong as long as we just pronounce every written letter. Okay, ah, that's helpful. Okay. Thanks for the... I'm already scared looking at these these words. Um, I'm going to do my best, but that's very helpful. Thank you. Now, because I haven't gotten through all of the pod episodes yet, I'm not sure if you guys have had these words before. We have not. No. If so, I'm sorry. You don't have to do them again. But if not, here are some words that I would love to hear you try out. I'm going to translate them at the end. Thank you. At the end of this message so that you can look them up if you want. Okay. Okay. Um, Let me see this. I'm going to take a crack <laughs> at this one. Hippy, tinny, nippity, yippity, tippities. Pretty good, right? Number two. Parnyar, yachyartilyoturo. Number three. Kurjayalia. Did you just have a seizure? <laughs> okay. And just as an example of how you could have an entire conversation with just two letters. A. Koku, koko, 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 kokun. Example B. Koko, 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 question mark. Koko, koko. And then the next example is koko, koko. So that's. Fourth uh, example, kukuru. Yeah, exactly. Finish in a nutshell. Oh, I totally understand it. To be honest, natural conversations don't look like that 99% of the time, but it's kind of fun to see what's possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the translation for hippy dippy timmy dippies <laughs> equals the feeling of satisfaction when you're bouncing in bouncing castles or on bouncy cushions. Oh. Wow, right? Number two was pyrinearjartelorotelorot. That's a pear ice cream cone in Finnish. That I like, sounds like delightful. Though. I like all of these things. I'll have a pear and a gelato. <laughs> oh yeah, I see gelato Rio something. Okay. Oh, so gelato. Oh, interesting. Something, I don't know. 
Uh, but a pear, it looks like parin, P-A-A. Uh-huh. Okay. Parin. Yeah. And the next one Pun. is Kurjayuli. And that's a bookshelf. Oh, okay. Simple. <laughs> I wonder if Kurja is the book and the shelf is the healier. Maybe. Okay. I think that's something at Ikea. And the, con- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the conversation, A, build the whole bonfire. The midsummer bonfire. Oh. That was B. Was the whole bonfire? Question mark. Oh. And then the next was Coco Coco. And that is the whole bonfire. Oh, you're like So build the whole bonfire. The whole bonfire? Yes. The whole bonfire. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Hope it's fine that I don't have anything else that would be interesting to say, but I thought maybe this language brings you as much joy as it brings me. It certainly does. It totally does. Thank what you for goof. taking the time to send it in. They're, 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 they're funny people, the Finns, right? Like what a kooky, kooky language. That's like the, we've been joking, all of us, especially like Raymond and I have been joking and I, I don't, I think other people have gotten in on it, maybe Christoph, but I, and I know Raymond in particular has shown things where, or actually maybe it's not Raymond, but anyway, the French where it's like, and you're like, essentially, it's like your aunt is outside. I don't know. It's Mowing like, the lawn. Yeah. And she ran into a horse fly or some shit, but it's so funny. And I follow a couple accounts on TikTok. One is this German guy who like shows how all other languages have like some similarities and then German's like out on its own on an island and that's hilarious. And then this other guy just shows those ridiculous things about the French language. It's called French Lessons, I think is his uh, name on TikTok. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. But the last one he did was something about horse flies and it was like, it was so funny. And he was like, isn't the French language beautiful? There's also super easy words, by the way, especially when your native language is German. So it's all right. It's all fascinating, scary, and fun. Thanks for reading and trying these out. Lots of love from Germany, Ariana. P.S. Still need to know who said they're grateful for Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift is my life. Oh, she's a Swifty too. And I want to get to know these amazing people. Thank who, you. I forget who wrote that letter in. Someone's going to have to. The one that was like, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan? Yeah. That was Taylor Swift who wrote that. <laughs> She's no, but I, and then I mentioned how Carly's a huge fan because I know that in her avatar is like a picture of her with Taylor and how much I love Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. And then I don't know. I forget who wrote that letter. I'd have to go back. I don't know. But if you were that person, let us know. This next letter comes from Lyra. Oh, you're going to read now. It is. It's actually Lynn. Oh, it says Lyra. I know, but it's Lynn. She'll say at the bottom. I'm just okay. telling you. Should I? redact that i don't think it needs to be redacted i don't think she she wouldn't care this letter is entitled toes noses vacation language and my brother this is what you get when you put those things together Mm, i want to say like head shoulders knees and toes but it's like uh toes noses vacation language and vacation language (laughs) hello katie and sean and the otdm community i have a funny story about family that i want to share with you i'm excited let's get to it Here's the story. I'm just going straight to the point, yes. skipping the intro. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. the brevity. Once upon a time, in a land far, far away, my brother was six years old. So in the past, mm-hmm. I and my family were on vacation in America. Ooh. Strange land. America. America. It's very weird. They're coming to America. We are from Norway. This was... I know Lynn. Yeah. Uh, Norway. This was either in Florida or in California. I can't remember. 
Don't worry about the, the exact Was it humid thing. or not? They That's... both grow oranges. They're right next to each other. <laughs> My brother found the fact that we were in another country where no one understood Norwegian very entertaining. Well, of course, because then you can say things and nobody knows what the fuck you're dehude, saying. Dehude, dehude, dehude. Well, you think nobody knows. I have many stories of my friends speaking oh. Polish or French and thinking people don't understand. And then they say something like snarky and someone turns and says it back to them in their language. And they're like, I love nothing more than to discover people speaking French because then I'm a secret spy. And they don't know. I play that game all the time. Although in LA, a lot of people speak a lot of languages and I've never found anybody speaking trash in Spanish as far as I'm aware. Yeah, you've, you've, you've stumbled upon, uh, upon a couple of Washingtonians. I You're like big and magazine. You're like, I'll listen. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, My brother found the fact they were in another country where no one understood Mm -hmm. Norwegian. Very entertaining because he could say whatever he wanted to people right in front of them without them reacting. Therefore, once we were on a mall and he was running around practically screaming things like, oh my God, do you see that man's big belly, mom? Oh no. And holy shit, that guy is standing in front of us now. Do you see him right here in front of us? He has a gigantic nose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and did you see that woman's butt? Look at that person's feet, those arms, those legs. That oh, he's like calling people those out. Toes. You know, he's just he's a kid, just yeah, he's like having fun, right? Yeah. I I, I like your brother. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Sounds like Sean, but just a Norwegian version. Exactly. Yawn. Uh, and commenting every person he could find that could be commented, practically screaming it out loud in Norwegian, making sure that the people themselves could hear him perfectly well, just to see them not react to what he said. We tried to warn him that he could run into someone from Scandinavia mm-hmm. who would understand him, but he was completely lost in his own excitement and no signal from earth could reach him on and the planet he was, he was six, on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he continued ping ponging around the mall like that. <laughs> and eventually like magic, we did run into a guy from Sweden. Ah. We found out that he was from Sweden because he understand perfectly well how big his nose was. Thanks to my brother. <laughs> Look at that man's nose. That one's passing us right by at the moment. Look, look. Oops. Unfortunately, my memory of the man's exact reaction is blurry and I can't remember it. I just remember that he wasn't angry, but a bit surprised and he probably didn't need to learn what he learned. (laughs) I told my brother that I warned him and he learned from it or until the next vacation to America. (laughs) I can't wait to go back to California. (laughs) I know or Florida or whatever. It's so funny because because we're so connected which is such a beautiful thing but in america like well middle america first and you know some areas you might find pockets where nobody does speak especially something like norwegian or finnish right um but chances are if you're in like a tourist destination you're gonna have people from all over and you are gonna run into someone who speaks your language um fun fact my grandmother's family being from northern sweden Mm -hmm. they were uh part of some sort of uh coup i believe that tried to that, not a coup but they were with the royal family there was something that had gone yeah, somebody on somebody's gonna get tried to get killed or yeah i think there was an assassination attempt and so they, fled. they were uh blamed uh, i don't know if they were responsible but they were associated with this act and so then they were forced to leave and they went to norway for i think a generation so do some of them speak norwegian then do people stay oh i don't know i wasn't listening <laughs> <laughs> no, they they came back. I think uh, my great grandfather was the first generation to come back. Okay, and they had been ousted for. That's crazy. Yeah, we have a lot of strange stories like that. So there's that one with your grandma, mm-hmm. 
And then Jurgen. I could be wrong, I, but I, I remember this being the loose your, story. Your dad will probably clear it up or yeah. your sister might remember. It's like, dude, that was a plot on a TV show you watched on PBS <laughs> as a kid. We, we'll have to ask some of your family members. But um, also our friend Jurgen that we we're talking about in Bremen yeah. had some family like his family used to be like well-to-do, I guess, and oh. owned a bunch of land. <laughs> and it's a hilarious story. Oh, there's a bug up there. It's a spider. Anyways, it's a hilarious story because we were talking about how Jurgen was like a hippy-dippy and like in his VW van and just like loving people and life and like having a good time. He's a very warm-hearted person. He is However, so warm and compassionate and loving. Can I tell the story? Oh, sure. Okay. So uh, Jurgen moves to America and um, he was uh, on the East German side as a young boy. And then they, they snuck into the West Germany when it was uh, bifurcated one side as uh, communist when after the second world war, they separated the country in mm -hmm. half, yep. but then it was reunified when it was reunified. There were people who, who used to hold land or property that was seized by the communist government. And this was returned to, yeah, to the people who, to the originally, people who originally owned it. owned it, or they tried to, and I, I'm sure it wasn't a perfect system, but Jürgen receives notice from the German government when he's in the United States that says, you have to come back. You have land. And he's like, I have land. Yeah. His <laughs> family, the, you know, reading the letter and he's like, I have land, you know, apparently. Uh, and they knew uh, through family uh, stories that their, their grandfather or whatnot was oh, it's a, a bug. It's not a, Oh, their grandfather or whatnot was a, um, can I kill it? Let me pause. That's the thing that I saw uh, that I killed while you were gone. Could it's a cricket or something. It's a flying. Should I just wait, I guess? I don't know. I mean, he's just going to hang out in the light. Okay. Sorry, guys. You know me. I have to kill bugs. So okay. uh, Jürgen finds out that his, uh, or he knew through family mm -hmm. stories that their, their great-grandfather or whatever, they were the baron or the steward of this land. Okay. It was a title that was passed down and they... They controlled it. Now, Jürgen gets a notification from the government saying the land is yours again. So he's like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a baron or whatever, you know, I'm a landowner or whatnot. So he goes to the town. Now it comes with caveats. It's not like you just get the whole town. No, but, but he could make some improvements and stuff because he wanted to put some wind. He thought, uh, let's bring them solar power. Oh, oh, no, solar not solar power. power. It, was it was wind power. Yeah. yeah. Let's put up some wind turbines and, and he was we'll like, generate be able to electricity. make a lot of money and the town will make money. I'll make money. We'll work together. So he has uh, some loose plans drawn up and he goes with his lawyer uh, to present to the town and they go to the local hall. It's a very small town. Yeah. It's like a teeny little town, probably like the side, well, probably even smaller than where I grew up. Yeah. It's probably like a thousand people in, yeah. in the town, but it's farming uh, lands and so I don't really have all the exact details of the, the inner workings of politics there. But but he said he is so excited. He's, he's like, I'm so excited. I'm going to make things better for them. And it's going to be wonderful. And we can like all work together. And we'll all be able to make money and help the environment. Green he has electricity. all these ideas. And they get out of their fancy car. Not even, I think he said it was just like a nicer car. Well, yeah, they get out of the lawyer. They go into the hall and they present the plan. And while he's presenting the plan to the townspeople, there's grumbling in the audience, like, mm -hmm. and it's not going well. But he's he's really trying to convince me, saying, "We're gonna, you're gonna make money, I'm gonna make money, we're in this together." Mm -hmm. My family used to run the land, and as he's wrapping up the presentation, like, "What do you think, guys?" A farmer stands up, and he knows he's a farmer because he's got a pitchfork and he's wearing overalls. There will never be another no guy in this town again. No guy is his last his name. Last name. 
There will never be another no guy in this town again. And Jürgen is like confused by what's going on because yeah. he's, he's yeah. trying to bring them prosperity. Yeah, he's like, why? And they start coming towards him. They're going to get him and he's going to get got. I and think so his lawyer's like, his we got to lawyer get says, out of here. Run for it. <laughs> they, they book it out of the room. They get to the car and the the the, the, the town's the mob is coming towards them. They were gonna get they them. They had to like speed away. And to this they day speed this to this day, Jurgen will be like, those stupid hillbillies, not even taking any advice, can't even let me help them or whatever. And he In just their like, defense, let the land Jurgen go found out oh, uh, a little bit more about his uh his, oh, his family history. And it's a little dark. Oh. Apparently his grandpapa or whoever like it was slave people or something no but he used to ride around the prop like the the countryside because he was the i'm gonna say a baron but whatever mm-hmm. title he had a viscount or yeah you know something he would ride around on his horse and when people were farming because they ha- the farmers had to kick up to the the local administration which would be his oh his, okay. his relative yeah. and the guy would ride around and when people were farming like toiling away in the fields he'd have a riding crop and he'd smack them and tell them to work harder what yeah. what a jerk <laughs> so these people think of no guys as that where Jurgen's like fun, loving fun let's let's do this super, thing together yeah, he's a hippie with long hair together. you know like <laughs> we're gonna in make California money for like how long and any and these people oh. were not having any of it there will never be another no guy on this property again because oral history from them was like an can you imagine? I, well, first of all, I love the story. Though. I love I'd the love story to see because it as a short film because we know Jurgen so well, and also now that we've seen all these pictures of him at that in that era, I'm like, oh my god! It's first of all scary, but hilarious because nobody got hurt. Like it was okay. And I don't remember what he did. Did he just like forfeit the land or something? Yeah, they they took the uh, the cash value. <laughs> I think they they yeah just like let they go returned of it. it yeah let go of yeah. it and I think they got a you know I don't know some I, money yeah some money out of it anyway it just the whole thing cracks me up and I can picture it so clearly yeah. in my mind though it's because like a the film. way he told it it's yeah. like a film and he was terrified like he he said they were gonna get them they're probably gonna tar and feather yeah like Who string them up he was really scared yeah but anyway so they made it out him mm-hmm. and the lawyer ran real quick got in the car yeah and away and the rest is history. Okay, so uh, her brother, going back to the letter, Mm -hmm. he also had a similar tendency at home. I remember my mother, me and my sister and my grandmother used to take him with us when we went to the pool. And in that pool, there were often people dressed in not so many clothes as they usually wore. Of course, yeah. And in those clothes, they had bodies. Mm -hmm. And my brother had so many questions about those. (laughs) When when you're in the water, it's really hard to run and get to the other end of the pool where my brother has just begun talking to a middle-aged woman. Oh, no. <laughs> in time to save her from what was about to come. We stopped bringing him to the pool because we realized that it was too hard to save people from questions like, why is one of your breasts hanging all the way down there <laughs> while the other one is all the way up there? <laughs> Things that only children... Why can- do you have a mole there? <laughs> and I have one more. Oh, the thing... Out of babes' mouths, you know. Uh, I have one more. Once in a story, suddenly disappeared. Oh, we were just talking about disappearing in stories. Mm-hmm. And we said to each other, well, where did he go? Looking around, we soon spotted him in another aisle, hanging onto the front of a woman's shopping cart, talking excitingly, like he had known this woman all his life. And we looked at each other and thought, oh, no. Wordlessly, and wordlessly agreed that we did not want to know what he could be talking with that mm-hmm. woman about. I wouldn't want to know. They could have been harmless, yes, but with him, you just never know. <laughs> he was glued to the woman's cart until she left the store. 
we went to one of the counters and paid and she went to another one with my brother still attached to her cart and paid as if he belonged to her not knowing that the family two the, counters it, away it from was her, his actual family was acting as if he did not have anything to do with them who he was belong belonged to who he belonged to yeah i mean she was forced to just adopt him for that short period of time <laughs> that's the end of the story I wonder what this kid. I know. I wonder what he even told her or something. Uh, what a gre- gregarious young man. That, but it's Bold. funny. I'm curious, Lynn. Please let us know. Is your brother still what I would call a little shit like that kind of? Is he like a shit stirrer? Does he like to to you know jab people and ask about moles and saggy boobs and things that people have? <laughs> That's so funny. One time, uh, I'll make this quick because I know we got to wrap it up. But um, my buddy Paul. Uh, as like a six-year-old, uh-huh. um, he's he's in a Harvey's restaurant, okay. and he's got a little pistol. And he's Harvey's dressed, is like a burger joint, right? It's a burger joint, right? And he's there with his uh, his mom, and they're having a, a nice flame broiled hamburger for lunch. And as the story goes, uh, he's dressed like a cowboy because all kids uh-huh. want to be cowboys, of course, you know, and of course, or not all, but a lot of kids, a lot want of them, yeah. And so he's got his guns in his holsters, and he he gets a look on his face, and there's a a lady in the booth, you know, kids, they always mm-hmm. turn around. They're like, yeah. and he, he pokes his head up over the, the edge of the booth. So I'm sure the lady just saw a so bit of a cowboy, cowboy hat mm-hmm. and then cowboy eyes squinting. And then he got up and he jumped up with his guns drawn and he pointed, he goes, stick him up later. Or I'll shoot your tits off. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the little kid said that. He'd heard it somewhere. He, he must've heard it kids somewhere. Say the darndest things. And, yeah, exactly. And his mom was mortified. I'm sure. I think that's how the story goes anyways. And, uh, so they got, you know, you got in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> I'm sure there was this funny TikTok. I know I talk about TikTok a lot, but I, I enjoy it so very much. And there's this girl, I think I posted it to my Instagram story, but there's this, the mom is trying to, cause she's a, you know, when you're introducing children to new foods, when they're kind of like toddlers, yeah. this girl's like a little toddler and she doesn't her She speaks maybe like she's two or three. And she said, uh, she's eating breakfast and she has like eggs and some toast and stuff. And it's all cut up. You know how little kids like, all, and she's like kind of feeding herself. And her mom's like, do you want some sausage? Are you hungry for more? Cause she kind of finished up what she had. And mom gave her like a little breakfast sausage. And she's like, that's a poop. And she pushes it back. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's a sausage. Then the mom starts to giggle. Right. Cause like, it does kind of look like a poop. And she's holding this little <laughs> sausage. And the little girl is like, I'll make sure I'll put the link. I'll send it to him. She's like, said, mom, I can, I can, I can, it's a poop. Like she just doesn't get it. And then it's funny after much persuasion from the mom, she's like, she doesn't trust it, but she takes a bite anyway. And I'm like, wow, that's some, that is some trust, so, I guess. Cause it could have been a poop. <laughs> she really believed it was a poop. And then kids are just hilarious. Well, with that said, if you have any funny, thank you, Lynn, for sending mm-hmm. that in, uh, Lynn has good stories. Yeah, your brother is pretty funny. If you have uh, funny stories about kids, yeah, funny things kids do because I love it. Yeah, we'd love to hear about. Do say the darndest things. uh, Send in a speak pipe or send in a letter to otdmpod at gmail dot com, and we'd love to read those on the air as well. Yes, and make sure you purchase my book, Traumatize. If you pre-order, there are going to be some little perks and benefits. I have to share those, but uh, yes, yeah, the link is in the description. below i'm sure you'll love the book uh as much as i did i found it very helpful um i is think it, it's interesting oh i was like yeah. is it what else Tell well me i think more. it's interesting just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding page 67 was pretty interesting i thought it was applicable to me but you'll have to read the book to find out why it's applicable to me well a lot of people in our community were so gracious at sharing their own stories it's kind of a, a i feel like it's almost like a we made it together type of thing 
So thank you for those who were willing enough to share their stories and sign the releases and do all the things so that it could be in the book. And I think it's it's kind of like we made it together. Yeah, the power of community, you know, mm-hmm. all joking aside, I think it's pretty wonderful. Uh, this journey that we've taken over the last 10 years, yeah. gathered people around the world, marching forward. Here but we the go. fact that you put a book out together with these people is pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to send in your stories. We are going to get caught up here. Sean and I, we do not give up easily. No. Well, I give up kind of easily. I mean, sometimes we sometimes I do. just roll over. Just scratch my belly. You know, <laughs> I give up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The fiercest of soldiers he was. Okay, uh, that's it. We'll talk to you next week. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, don't forget to leave a review. Click on Apple. Five ten stars, stars five only. Stars. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Love you. Bye. Bye.